Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. This is a joy by Chance show. We come talk all things movies, television, news, sports, all that good stuff. And this week, uh, we continue our look into Denis Villeneuve's filmography as we look at 2016's Arrival. At long last, we're finally taking a crack at Arrival. We're here. We've arrived. We have arrived. Uh, yeah, the reason this is out late oh, is because sorry. we've had some conflicting stuff going on. Life, you know, I yeah, mean, it, it happens, but uh, we're uh, we're back at it. We're, we got this. We're actually just in, uh, we're actually just like on vacation at the same time in the same city. At the, I mean, it, the, the stars were aligned. I mean, yeah, they really were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, we but we, we got to hang out. We got to hang out at Disney Springs. Got yep. blasted. <laughs> yeah, which was fantastic. Which was great. Always a good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, how'd you, yeah, we both, we both went to Horror Nights, which how'd, how'd you like it? I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, I liked it. Did you go one night I, or two? We went one. I think Beetlejuice was probably my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, what, what else did I enjoy? I enjoyed the uh, Texas Chainsaw. I also liked, uh, what was the other one? There was one where there was like a, uh, it was like a detective. Oh, it was like uh, a case detective files. Case yeah, files. I enjoyed that one. That was good. So those were probably my three favorites. Did, did you, uh, did that you we go did, through Wicked Growth? That? Did you do Wicked Growth? No, um, we did uh, oh the Hill House. Oh, I did, we did. That's why I didn't get to do. I heard that one's great, but I didn't watch it. I I, um, I didn't get to watch it though, so I, I okay. really it's a lot you know, of, it was one of those things where yeah. W- w- Wicked Grove was great. I like Bride. Did you go on Bride of Frankenstein? Bride of Frankenstein, we did. That was really good. I that enjoyed one, that, that too. One, that one was really good. I liked that one a lot. Yeah. I did take your uh, piece of advice, though. Anytime you saw the plexiglass, I was right. waiting. It's, it's, right, so, it's right there. So, so yeah, thank you, like... COVID, man. Because, like, <laughs> like, honestly, those houses would have been a lot more, like, scary if it weren't for that barrier. Weren't for the plexiglass. Weren't for the plastic oh, wrap. Dude, uh, like, Texas Chainsaw would have been so much better. I mean, a lot of those would have absolutely benefited from the uh, pre-COVID days. But it is what it is. It, it's still a good time, though, no still, matter what. Still, still good. Still, still got me a couple times. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, at Universal, did you, did you get to go on uh, the Velocicoaster? Like I told you. Yes, yeah, fantastic! Awesome! Uh, right? Oh my God, we went on Hagrid's uh, Hagrid's uh, ride too. Hagrid's is cool. I like that one a lot. Oh, Hagrid's Hagrid's is awesome, man! Uh, to shoot backwards like that was really sweet. Uh, the Velocicoaster was the part where it like speeds up, like where it goes, like you think it's going to slow down and it speeds up. Yeah, totally awesome. But yeah, yeah definitely worth the. Uh, four- 40, I think 45 minute wait, 40 minute wait. Probably didn't wait that long because like, it, it probably said 40 minutes, but I, I guarantee you didn't wait that long. Probably not. Probably like a 25 minutes, half hour. Exactly. Like it, what, Universal, like they, they inflate their wait times like crazy. Uh, yeah, that, I, I know Ella's a big Harry Potter fan. I had she enjoy everything. She did enjoy it. She got herself a uh, Luna wand. Um, I got a Voldemort wand because um, I, I do like. Uh, who am I a big fan of? Uh, Gilderoy Lockhart, but he doesn't have his own they, wand, yeah, which he, is kind of... They do not have kinda, his wand. Kind of shitty, but uh, yeah, I went Voldemort. Um, it was fun, though. She really enjoyed it. Uh, it was just really cool to see it through her eyes. Was she, was she tall enough to ride anything? Uh, she. It was, it was funny because she really... They said that the one ride uh, at Hogsmeade, she was going to ride, um, but ended up being, like, i say a couple inches short. Oh, that sucks. And she was like a disaster. It was awful. Yeah, so Beck and I boycotted it, so we weren't going to ride it that, that day, so we didn't. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Well, you, you, well you, now you got to take her back when she's taller. 
Yeah, I mean, it just bring the wands back again. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. Bring, bring them back. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely I had a real I had a real good time at Universal. Got to and and at Disney, I got to go to Hollywood Studios a few days after after that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that's basically where, we, where we've been. That's why I've said so late. Um, moving on, uh, for, of course, our, you know, our regular stuff. First of which is football. Uh, we missed like yeah, two yeah. worth of games, so we're not going to talk about everything. We're just going to talk about you know, talk about some highlights. First of which, I want to give a massive, massive congratulations to Mr. Justin Tucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to watch that. Yeah, two weeks ago. So yeah, he- heading in. Ravens were down by I think two, to the yep. Lions. Lions about to pull the upset of the century. Uh, but, in enter Justin the Leg Tucker, nails a 66-yard field goal. That is a league record. Yeah, and I got to see it. Thankfully, uh, it was funny because Beck wanted to hurry up and watch the uh, Vegas uh, Miami game, and I was uh, I ran into my room real quick to uh, turn on the last like couple seconds of the uh detroit and baltimore game i'm glad i did because that was that was fantastic like it was like you didn't think it made it because of the way it hit the bar but it actually rolled right in it was like oh i mean leave it to justin tucker to uh can it from that distance like they they, they should just like make give him like literally give him a bronze leg just, like, just keep this makeup you know how everyone gets like their head in, in canton give it give yeah. it like make the bust of his leg yeah give it like a gold plated leg Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, congrats, congrats to Tucker and Lions. Only you could lose via a 66-yard field goal. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like sad that if you look at their their schedule's been brutal. First three games of the season was San Francisco, Green Bay, and Baltimore. I mean, that's that's a tough three-game stretch for any team, you know. Yes, it is. It is. I'm uh, moving on to Week Four. Uh, Jaguars nearly had it. They nearly had it. <laughs> Almost, almost as much as Urban Meyer had that chick at the bar. Which we'll, t- we'll talk about that right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of the Jaguars, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer is catching some hell. Get that, uh, get that heart problem ready. <laughs> yeah, because get he was, that. he was apparently caught with some woman at a bar who was not his wife. No, and um, if you see it from the second angle, it looks like his like thumbs in her ass or some kind of shit. Did you see the bad the I other did, angle? I didn't see the other angle. I did yeah. not see the other angle. I just saw the one. That's what's confusing. Just like his hands are in front. He's not doing anything. Like, oh wait a minute. Yeah, oh. it's like it's like he's trying to block her from like grinding up against him. But yeah. nope, uh, definitely had like his hand in her ass. So it was yeah. Uh, yeah, so he is catching a lot out. Apparently, he's like causing a lot of friction in the locker room between his players. And hey, I'm good. With, I'm good with it. I love. I love the fall. I, I love the fall of it, man, because he's a former Buckeye, and yeah, yeah. So a lot of questions coming up was whether or not Urban Meyer is even going to finish the season. Yeah, I think. I don't he, know. I think he will. I think he will too. Um, it just depends on how. He gauges back, like how he gets the, that team back, because I think it's funny. It's like, oh, well, he has to earn the trust back of the team and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I mean, the Jack- guy's a grown man. You play, you know? for, you play for that, Jacksonville. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not going to the playoffs. It's it's going to be a, like a 2-15, and 1-16 at best. Uh, it, it's not going to be a good season for them. But, I mean, hey, do what you got to do, uh, and clearly he is. So, <laughs> you know, I think he makes it through this season. I don't know how – I don't think the front office brings him back again. I don't know. It just depends on how he 
how he uh, you know performs in the back stretch of this you know of this whole allegation not allegation but this whole like scandal you know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I was just I'm surprised it's this big a deal. Yeah, I mean it's okay. He's he's a grown adult. I mean he's dance. I mean he wasn't like me. I mean he, yeah, definitely in a compromising position with somebody who's not his wife. But um, yeah, there's no news in Jacksonville, so I guess this is what we got to come up with. So yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, you. I feel like I feel like this happens more often. You start, it's just never like this big. It's like, dude, we got nothing else to talk about. Yeah, I mean, Lord knows there's, there's, no, there's nothing in the game to talk about. No, I mean, they want to know that we're zero and four. No, they, it's like we want to know about your coach being married and like cheating on his wife potentially. Have, you know, they have lost. Jacksonville has now lost nineteen straight games. God, they are, and it's and isn't it crazy because we've talked about this before that their defense was like a couple years ago. Literally playing against the Sac- Patriots for a right to go to the right to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Saxonville. Those, those those days were great. It was weird. It's just like the Jacksonville Jaguars are good now. This it literally is, changed quickly, this man. It's gonna change the paradigm in the NFL. Nope. Nope. It was a one year. Uh, it was a one year wonder. One year, literally a one year wonder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving moving on to the next score. Uh, things are very troubling for the Black and Gold Brigade. Get <sighs> from my team in the mix too. Yeah, well, we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get to you in a second, but yeah, uh, you guys might be in worse shape. Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, uh, the Steelers faced off against Green Bay, and they lost not horribly. They, it was, it was, the final score was 27-17. They lost by double digits, but still. Uh, yeah, and a, a lot of things to do guys here. First of all, this this offense can't produce anything. No, and it was funny because they can't even get. You know, the line sucks. They, they don't have that dynamic, like, bat, you know, the field of receivers that they used to. It's like, it's it's crazy. It's not like, it's it's, it's unlike a, a Pittsburgh team that you've seen, an yeah. offensive Pittsburgh team that we've seen. Yeah, and a, and a lot of it, and a lot of, yeah, public, uh, public guy had a lot of criticism, somewhat rightfully so, has been turned to the quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. Funny enough, but, this is a yeah. weird paradigm of the two quarterback because both of these guys are relative, relatively close in age. Uh, Rodgers, although... Rodgers has gotten seems to have gotten better with age as Roethlisberger is kind of actually Roethlisberger is older where he has seems to be declining. He does, but I get it, I get it. Um, I just think that um, kind of like unlike you know New England and other you know franchises that are preparing for the demise of the demise of their quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, put that in place, get somebody to kind of replace. You know, I think New England was always, and I'll you know I'll credit them all the time about it. They were always so good about putting pieces of the puzzle in when, when people were leaving, you know what I mean? They were drafting smart. They were planning for the future constantly. Uh, I think Pittsburgh did it year by year. It was just like, well, if Ben's going to play, we're good. You know what I mean? We'll go ahead and take somebody else. We'll just go ahead and build around him. You know what I mean? And not have your successor in line. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's coming back. That's showing that that's coming back to be their uh, Achilles Hill. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know what our backup plan is right now, but, yeah, this is probably going to be Ben's last year. It should be because I I, I don't think I'm taking another season of this. Yeah, but I mean, you got a you got a franchise uh, running back out of it though. We uh, did. We got uh, Najee. You you do have to build around the, the receiving core is just lackluster. Um, yeah, you know, Juju Juju problem. isn't how he how he used to be. I mean, it's like kind of plus he's injured now. Um, and 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 uh, who's the other uh, the other kid? I can't think of his name. Claypool. Claypool, uh, the Notre Dame kid, yeah, yeah, he's good. He's been la- he's been lackluster. I mean, it just hasn't been really blowing you away. You know what I mean? But again, like if if, if, if Ben can't make like if Ben can't make throws, like it's not, it's not oh, really. well, it, 
tight end play. You know, you were, you know, you had Heath Miller for all those years. Yeah, which, um, which they're have, really kind of seem to have a natural successor to Heath Miller and Pat, and Pat Fryermuth, who's looking really good. Yeah, I mean, I, and Vance McDonald, former Niner, was decent enough. I mean, he did what you wanted him to do. But yeah, they're definitely. You could definitely see that the the time has gotten to this team, and I mean, it, it happens to everybody. It happens to every NFL team. You can only be on the top for so long until you, you know, you're done. Look at New England. I mean, like New England's in that rebuild phase. You know what I mean? So it's it happens to every NFL team. Yeah. So we're yeah we're so yeah, things are looking pretty down with Black and Gold Brigade, but still sticking by them. I mean, you have to at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's ride or die, man, right? Yeah. Uh, other, other scores. Falcons blew it. Falcons blew it again. Yeah, they're just. Oh man, they don't need. They don't need uh, Shanahan to start. They don't need Shanahan to blow uh, blow leads or blow games. Yeah. At one point, they had an, an almost ninety percent chance of winning the game, and they blew it. Yeah. Who did they play? Uh, the the football team. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, that, that WFT. Yeah, they, they 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 made they made Taylor Heineke look like Tom Brady. That's, it's crazy, man. It yeah. really is. Uh, Texans Texans got their earth salted by the Bills. Uh dude, they didn't they get shut out. They did forty to zero. Yeah, yeah I mean, I which I was okay. I ended up losing fantasy football. I got my first L this weekend, but um, that's because my Niners were. We'll talk about that. Uh, and I took. Uh, uh, Haskin as my running back, uh, and he, he he produced uh, uh, six tenths of a point. Really, uh, really enjoyable. Yeah, uh, David Davis Mills, uh, eleven for twenty-one with for eighty-seven yards and four picks. Boy, that's that's rough, man. Those finished are some the, rough stats. Finished the day with a QBR of less than one. Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bears able to beat the Lions. Thanks. Thanks, and thanks in no part to Matt Nagy's god-awful play calling. And yeah. people in Chicago can rejoice. Justin Fields has been officially named the full-time starter. Which I don't think you and I obviously saw coming. I mean, I mean we didn't see it coming as fast, but, I mean, we, we knew it was coming. Yeah, it might not, might not be a good thing, but it's what it I is. Mean, I mean, you got to earn it. you got to earn it. you got to get throw them into the fire, you know, trial by fire. So yeah. why not? We'll see what happens. Uh, Panthers had a surprisingly not great showing against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Because this, this is really the first team that had, that had any, like, offensive prowess. Yeah, I mean, because they were, what, undefeated going into that game. They were. Think, they, got, they got burned by Dak so bad they traded New England for Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, Dallas has played out of their ass. I don't think they're, I mean, they're an okay team, but they're not. They're, they're not I don't know. Not we'll see what happens. No. They do, they do the same shit every year. Oh yeah, they they they'll start off with that four and one, five and one stuff, and they find ways to start crumbling, and they'll end up what uh, I don't know, ten and six, ten and seven, or 10, like, 11 and six, if, or whatever if, the if hell. They to, if they go to playoffs, they get bounced in the first round. The same thing happens every single year. They did that with Romo. They did the same stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's typical Dallas. Uh, the Colts surprisingly up to the Dolphins. I got to take the Dolphins' task here. When you make the Colts' offense look competent. Yeah, they, I mean, it's amazing, you know, uh, how different that team looks without Tua. Um, offensively, they're just, like, staggered. They just can't do anything. And it's, it's amazing because, I mean, like, Tua, I mean, he's an he's an okay quarterback, but it's like they look completely different. They look completely lost with Brissett. So uh, I, I don't I don't know. I think it's going to be a long year for them, unfortunately, uh, depending on when they get – I think they're going to get him back in a couple weeks, see what happens. they got to start doing – they got to start being more explosive with the ball, running – and passing. I mean, they have the guys. They have Parker. They have Fuller. 
Uh, Gaskins is a pretty good running back, but I just don't feel like they're, they just look super flat. Yeah, they, re- yeah, they really do. Uh, someone else who looks flat, the Vikings. If yeah. They, the Vikings are, are like this close to being 3-1 and one or 4-0. and oh. Yeah, I mean, they literally, uh, yeah, for a sure. A few missed calls, a missed field goal. A few things go differently. We're looking at a very different Vikings team. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, it's just the uh, you know the luck of the Kirk Cousins draw, I guess, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, alarmingly, the New York Giants were able to beat the Saints. Yeah, which obviously would never have happened. In overtime. It was the Drew Brees era, but, uh, yeah. It was an incredible week for uh, New York football. Especially in overtime, speaking of. Yeah. The, the New York Jets. Oh, yeah. See? Rejoice, New York. Rejoice, New York. The New York Jets have won a football game. Yes. Probably may, may, or, may or may not be the only one this year. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I think Tennessee surprised me because they can, they can shut down pretty solid teams. But And you're going to lose to the Jets? To chance, and I told you know Derrick Henry is my savior for uh, fantasy football, and he was like, I'm like you got you you're easily going to be running all over this team, right? I mean, he put up good decent stats, but not what I thought. Not no, you, you know you, what I mean? Like he he, you he should be. Him, you expect like a 200 yard game out of Henry? For the, in absolutely, because the Jets are absolutely atrocious. You, you, so you, you to see that like, type of performance, I you, mean, you expect like, like a you know like, like two like two hundred two hundred two hundred fifty yards, three touchdowns. Especially when I had no points out of my field goal kicker because he got hurt. My uh, my uh, smart play to put in Cincinnati's defense instead of San Francisco's, which really would have only net me a couple different, a couple more points, not 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 much. Uh, to have no production out of your tight end, really not a whole lot of production out of Kittle, and no really production out of your out of Gaskin, and I only lost by ten or twelve. So, yeah. And, and speaking of, speaking of field kickers, this came down to one man. Fat oh, yeah. Randy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I heard he missed. Yeah, crazy. Keep in mind, this team had Goskowski last year. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Goskowski to Fat Randy. Man, how how how, how they fall. And how they they've had they've always had good uh, field goal kickers though. If you've yeah. looked at it. Really, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. No. What, you know what else I don't get? The Chiefs. I don't yeah, trust they, them. Yeah. Uh, like it, it, feel, it feels like they're relying a lot on their passing game, which once a, which we we saw Tampa Bay last year. Once a team keys in on that, they're done. Oh yeah, because you you can't run the ball. You can't run the ball. You've you've shown every year you can't. Like I'm thinking of the days they need to bring back the days of like Priest Holmes and like when they, when Kansas City was like dynamic with the running game. Um, even when you had uh, what they uh, the the uh, who the hell was the guy that they traded to uh, Cleveland? They they still had a good running back, uh, Kareem Hunt. Oh, Kareem Hunt, yeah. Yeah, I mean they had a good running game. It's like they've completely abandoned and went aerial, and it's not you shut that down. You have good corners and stuff like that. You make them one dimensional, and they're like they can't do it. No, no, they, 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 re- they really can't. I just, again, kind of like last year. I feel, I just don't think this team is going to go all the way again. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. They yeah. may be a wild card team. I mean, they may like if you sleep on them, they'll come and get you. But I don't think they're like a force to be reckoned with, like they have been the last couple years. No, they, uh, they were one of, they were one of the greatest teams in the last like five years, and then they just and, and San Francisco gift wrapped in the Super Bowl. 
That's all. That's Shan- that's my Shanahan. that's my taste. Shanahan gift wrap. Oh my god, that's, man! I okay. Anyway, I'm I'm done talking about it. Well, speaking of San Francisco, let's let, let, let's talk about them because the C, the Thanks, Seahawks, I believe are like, they're like an anomaly. They are like honestly, and um, I can't quite figure it out. It's it's like almost like a rival. You know, I almost want to like hold up uh, a whiteboard and say, you know, WTF? Like what? What is happening? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, because, you know, like, you're picked to be like the team in the NFC, and you're playing like absolute shit. Um, <laughs> let's just start. It's uh, Robbie Gold got uh, a groin or some kind of uh, some kind of uh, a leg injury. Um, we had a Jimmy Garoppolo calf injury that returned that actually turned out to be mild and he may start next week so we had the passing of the baton to trey lance which i thought if it was going to happen this was going to be the circumstance in which trey lance like got the job and the rest is history you know what i mean um i don't know they just look very lackluster uh debo samuels is doing the heavy lifting which i don't understand why we're not getting uh, brandon Ayuk in the mix at all when he's an explosive receiver, I think both of us can obviously agree on that. You have mm-hmm. one of the best tight ends in the game. You need to get more. You need to get the ball in, in their hands to make these plays. You have three weapons on offense, and I mean, yeah, Trey Sermon's he suffice enough. He'll he'll do decent enough, but like they look they look awful. Yeah, and and this thing you're going against Seattle, a team that is just like massively declines their heyday in the in the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. Not that defensive team that we've seen, and I've no, we've, we've and obviously talked defense, about it before. Not not the Legion of Boom a, anywhere has been near them at all. Horrendous in the last few years, and yet they're managing to to prevent things from happening in this game. I don't it, get it. It was crazy. Um, I, I knew when I because I obviously wasn't watching it. We were uh, I think Universal, I think we were at Horde Nights that night. Yeah, it was Sunday. Kept refreshing and seeing the score. They were down thirteen. They came back and made it a touchdown within a touchdown twenty eight twenty one, and then they just couldn't do anything and. They just, like I said, it's just, it's not the team that I envision. Granted, we still have 13 weeks, 13 games left. Um, a lot can happen, but when you're two and two and you break even, I think, I think you, you're two and two along with Seattle, and then you have three and one and four and oh, right? Four and oh. So you, you, you're already two games behind. Um, and you have Arizona this coming week, so you could easily be two and three in a backseat three games. You know what I mean? So it's uh, this is going to be a huge week for them. So we'll see what happens, but they got to get their shit together. Yeah, you also had the other uh, NFC East, NFC, I'm sorry, NFC West face up between the Cardinals and the Rams. I don't get the Rams. I really don't. I don't. I, I don't either because I thought on paper I think the Rams are a better team than than the Cardinals. And I think we both can easily agree with that. Just the gameplay that we've seen of Stafford the first three weeks and the fact that they have Cooper Cup and they, they are an explosive offensive team. I mean, granted, you know, uh, Arizona is too, but not to the length that I see St. Louis or, uh, yeah, L.A. Shows where. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this was a surprising uh, loss for the Rams. Yeah, again, again, this is a team, this is a team that literally bitch-slapped Tampa Bay the last week. Yeah. And, and yet you're, and, getting, and, and you're getting shit-packed yeah. shit in your own stadium by the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's super weird. It's weird when you know you go to ESPN and the Bills are the number one team on the power rankings. It's it's gonna be one of those years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, the the Broncos got their earth salted by the by the Ravens. Not that's, a surprise. What happens when you play a team that actually actually won games this season? And you know what? And I was I, I might have to say that Lamar Jackson is just really pissing me off in fantasy football, as you I'm sure. It's just he's not scoring as many. Like I, I thought he was gonna light it up with Denver. Did you not? I did too. 
And I just I, I get lackluster. I mean, granted, you got me you got me points, but not what I thought you were gonna get me. Yeah. Uh. Uh. The uh. Now I won't talk about this game because the Sunday, Sunday night primetime game was return of Brady to Foxborough as the Buccaneer took on the Patriots. Which I got to see him pass the uh, yardage mark uh, by Breeze. Um, I watched it on my phone because, again, we were at Universal Horror Nights. And I was like, Ugh, I just want to at least watch that. I got to at least watch that. So. Which, funny thing, this has the record for the most expensive, tech, most expensive tickets for a regular season game. Oh, I wouldn't ever. be surprised. How much was an average uh, ticket? What was like the. It was like 1200 bucks for an average for like. On Seriously, it was, it, it was expensive. I'm maybe misquoting about like they, these were these were not cheap tickets. Well, and, you know that Massachusetts money, man, that old money. So yeah, that's crazy. Not yeah. a surprise. But what's the surprise of seeing these teams play? Why? Because both offenses were totally useless with the ball. Yeah, not the the Tom Brady performance that you envision seeing him. You know, the first couple weeks, obviously with Tampa Bay and those weapons that he has. Uh, and not a surprise, Gronk's hurt, so that's that's why he's on the bench. He's been he's been riding my bench all year, and yeah, there you go. That's why. But um, yeah, it just it was just a lackluster offensive performance from them. It re- it really was, and the thing, uh, the 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 thing, like this this was Buccaneers were this close to losing the game. Yeah, it was a it came what it came down to a field goal, didn't it? A missed field goal. It came down to a missed field goal, which. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand. But I, I, I kind of get his mentality. I like, just gotta go for the win. But also, like, that's, that's like it was like a what, a fifty-five yarder or something like that. It was. It, it yeah, was, it was I, a, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch it. it, it, it came down to a fifty-five yarder with a guy that you don't even like. We don't even know. I don't remember. But it wasn't a gimme. Give, hold on, give me a second. Did they have a shot to? Uh, did they have any any shot to further the ball up? Uh, they were, it was it was only like a yeah it was it was a fifty-six yarder. It was it was raining out. And yeah, was, that's that's not a makeable. And it was a fourth and three. I'm just like, you go for the just, first down, man. Yeah, just go yeah. for it. Yeah, go for the first down. I mean, especially in those those conditions where the ball. I mean, you've seen Heinz Field obviously with rain. I mean, especially with you know Foxborough with the rain. That's that makes that makes it hard for uh, even home field goal kickers to 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 kick. Let alone well, obviously home field goal kicker here, but still just kickers in general to uh, kick kick the ball can't get a good footing on it can't get good, good placement on it um yeah stupid play stupid play calling yeah it was, it was a bad move uh bucks are now three and one patriots now one and three which makes me a little happy because i know Belichick yeah, is, is yeah it's it's growing pains man um you got to give it some time especially because again you know you're revamping the you're stripping down the whole entire offense again like you did last year you're stripping it down again with new quarterback new system i, I just it's it's going to take some time and uh, in the surprising turn, the Raiders lost to the Chargers, making Arizona the only undefeated team remaining in the league. NFC West represent, I guess, right? That's the only like good thing, and then fuck the rest of them, whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, looking, at, looking at the next week, uh, Thursday night we got Rams versus Seahawks. I'm taking Rams on that one. I ho- uh, I'm kind of hoping the Seahawks win just for placement. For placement, in the, yeah. Uh, I would get Placement it. Placement in a division. Uh, I think the Rams are probably going to win because I don't think that Seattle's that good, and I think we should have beat them. All right. <sighs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. Sunday, I want this to be our, our, the genesis of our comeback. <laughs> Steelers versus Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. I, I think I think Teddy Bridgewater's still out, so we're dealing with Drew Locke Broncos. Yeah. Well, I'll go Pittsburgh on this one. Um yeah, I'll go Pittsburgh with this one, but don't be don't be surprised if you again I, I'll throw it out there. Don't be surprised you see a little upset on this one. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm just got to hope. Uh, yeah. Jets versus Falcons. I'm going to go Atlanta. It could, this could go either way, honestly. I'm going Atlanta, too. It could. I just don't. I don't know. The, the Jets are bad. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Atlanta. Atlanta, it's going to be a close bad game, maybe like a 13-10 type game. It's going to be a bad game. Uh, two teams that are alarmingly both 3-1. The Packers versus the Bengals. Yeah. Pack. I, I, I hate the Packers. I, uh, I'd love to see Cincy beat them, but I don't, I don't see that happening. I think Green Bay probably win that game. Uh, see, the Lions trying to crown out the death pit that is 0-5 when they take on the Vikings. Uh, I don't know. It's a toss-up. It is a toss-up. Toss I'll go Minnesota. I'm leaning slightly towards Minnesota, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if Detroit can pull this off. Is this going to be your upset of the week here? Maybe. All right. You know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll, go. I'll, say, I'll say Detroit. Oh, upset of the week. I like it. Do it. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins think they're getting any easier for you guys. Uh, who, oh, they play. Yeah. The Bucks. Who do they play? The Buccaneers. Oof, yeah. Tampa Bay is going to win that one. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the next one? Uh, up next, we got the Saints versus the football team. <laughs> Two teams that look uh, about, about the same level of quality. I'm leaning slightly towards the Saints if we get you know, if we get prime Jameis. I'm leaning towards the Saints. Yeah, I, I would too, for sure. But the, the, the Saints defense look atrocious against New York, and that's New York. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, not, not good. Who knows, who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, Eagles versus Panthers, taking Panthers on that one. I'll go Panthers on that one. So that should be an easy one. Titans versus Jags. I mean, I would I would say the Titans no problem, but after last week, there might be I mean, a problem. Nothing's a gimme with these guys, so I will go Tennessee, but I, I don't know. It's just like a, you never know what you're going to get with them. Yeah. Uh, Patriots versus Texans. I feel like the Texans is not getting any easier. Especially, I think it's, it's still David Mills. Sorry, I think Tyra Taylor's still hurt. Yeah, I'm going to go with New England on this one. I think this is a good game for them to have a little bit of offensive success. Oh, oh, Tyra Taylor might, might, might be back? I'm not sure. But if, if, if it's Davis Mills, I'm definitely going <laughs> New England. Yeah, I'll keep. I, I'm going to go with. Uh, I, I still I still like New England on this one. Bears versus Raiders. Surprisingly, I'm, I'm taking the Raiders on this one. I'll go Raiders on this one, too. I don't think Bears have been consistent enough. Raiders have shown that they are a, a decent football team. I mean, he lost to the Chargers. Chargers are a good team. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep Vegas on this one. And uh, good luck, Justin Fields, <laughs> going up against Khalil Mack. Yeah, have fun. Have fun. Uh, that's what we got. We got the Browns versus the Chargers. I'm going to go the Browns on this one. Yeah, same. I, I hope the Chargers win. Uh, obviously. Uh, you're a uh, divisional uh, opponent, obviously. But uh, I think just Cleveland's just a better team. I think they're more more complete with the running the ball. And, I mean, they have the playmakers on, on offense. They just – I don't feel like they really wow you with that. It's more running, more running arsenal right now with these guys. Uh, NFC East football. We got the Giants versus the Cowboys. Much as I hate to say it, probably gonna be the Cowboys on this one. Yeah, I, 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 the Giants are a bad team. Yeah, Tra yeah, Tra and Trayvon Diggs looks surprisingly good. I think the guys like eight picks in last year. Yeah, something like that. He's, look, he's looking good for a, for a corner draft in the third round. Yeah, uh, your boy is up next. Niners oh Lord, yeah. And the Cardinals, the only undefeated team in the league. Yeah, I, I I'm hoping the Niners win. Uh, depends on what team you get. Uh, I'm gonna go San Francisco just because. 
Yeah, I get you. I'm going Cardinals <laughs> because yeah. logic dictates, and also I think I think Kittle might might not be playing. I, he I hope he plays because I, I plays. don't don't know what to do because I yeah I need I need him to play. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, now this is interesting. Bills versus Chiefs Sunday night. I'm gonna go Buffalo. They've they've been more consistent. They have. I'm I'm also going Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, Monday night game, we have the Colts versus the Ravens, the team we thought would be between two playoff contenders, now between one playoff contender and the Colts. I think the I think the Colts are going to continue their streak, and they're not looking yeah. very good on offense. This yeah. is probably Carson Wentz's first and last year on this team. Yeah, I'm going to go Baltimore in this one. It should be an easy win. Yeah. All right, and that's our, those are our picks for the week. So that is for football talk. We may move on to trailer talk. Uh, looking, We have a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, first of which are the things. Well, let's start with things coming out with the most, you know, the soonest uh, is the trailer for Muppets Haunted Mansion. We talked about this when it, when it was announced. It is a new Muppets special exclusive for Disney Plus that is going to be dropping this Friday. It's basically about uh, the Muppets taking, uh, trying to survive the night in the Haunted Mansion. Mostly Gonzo and Pepe the Prawn. Uh, features a litany of, celebra- of celebrity cameos, including Will Arnett, John Stamos. Uh, to watch B. Henson, I saw on this, Darren Chris, so many others. That, you know, it's, it's a Muppets thing, as, as you would expect. Uh, so, Russell, what do you think of the, of the first look at Muppets Haunted Mansion? I liked it. Uh, I got the vibes that you kind of expect from a Muppets film. Um, I thought it was kind of cool, so I'm kind of on board with it. They did show, because when I went to Hollywood, they had, they had the, the Muppet Vision attraction there. And before they went in, they did show a couple, the first couple of minutes of, of the special, and it looked oh, funny. Yeah. It looked really funny, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this. And this uh, comes out... Friday, October 8th, on, uh, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Uh, next thing we're going to be talking about is for... Uh, this is uh, the first trailer for Licorice Pizza. <laughs> title, don't eat that together. A title I still don't fully understand to this day. Doesn't... Yeah, uh, I don't this, know. This is the latest film from Paul Thomas Anderson. This is his first feature film since, I think, Phantom Thread, right? This Phantom Thread, yeah. Four years. Four years since he's made a movie. Uh, this is the title. This is the title you had four years to come up with. Four years. Yeah, this is <laughs> licorice pizza is what you got. Licorice pizza, that's what we got. Uh, so, yeah, this is the story of, uh, of uh, two kids growing up in the San Fernando Valley in this, the early 70s. And basically about, you know, just, yeah, them growing up in the 70s, we're in Hollywood, one of them's an actor. Uh, and he's basically out there, you know, their teenage coming of age romance. Uh, stars. Uh, Alana Hines, who is apparently a singer, not really, don't really know much about her. Uh, the main, the main uh, kid is Cooper Hoffman, Cooper Hoffman's son. Also features Sean Penn, Tom Waits, Bradley Cooper, Benny Safdie, Maya Rudolph, among others. So, uh, Russell, what do you think of the first trailer for Licorice Pizza? I mean, it didn't give you a whole lot. Uh, it gave you enough to want more, and I think that's what PTA usually likes to do. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, obviously, looking forward to. It. I think he's a great director. Um, it's coming out soon, so it's like we're we need to get we need to get another uh, definitely need to get another trailer sometime. I would imagine, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but for, you you would hope so. I mean, with a November twenty sixth release date, I kind of kind of hope so. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely being. I mean, it's, it's a PTA movie, so it's obviously going to be a big Oscar contender. Has a good chance oh, for sure. Oscar contender. Uh, yeah, there's a lot a lot of a lot of good prestige here. A lot of things I'm looking forward to seeing. I, I like PTA as a filmmaker, so I'm always going to be. Looking I forward do too. To one of one of his movies. And yeah, it's set for a release on November, tw- November 26, 2021. Uh, n- now, a few weeks ago, uh, Netflix had their big uh, Tadam event. 
Uh, we're basically talking about a bunch of their upcoming projects. The two big ones we got footage for, uh, one of which, the first one of which is Stranger Things 4. Uh, so Stranger Things 4 is the, first, is the fourth season of Stranger Things. Uh, this is uh, and we didn't, not really a trailer, but uh, essentially just them seeing like a new kind of location. Apparently there's this whole like haunted house neighborhood which we're just now hearing about. Yeah, it's kind of like de- like a new era of almost a new era of uh, of Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, which which we'll get we'll get to later because there is some, we did get some newer development about uh, Stranger Things as a, as a property. Uh, yeah, but Russell, you know, as being someone who is, who is like me, a big fan of Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, are you excited for season four? Because keep in mind, like, I'm like this is probably the biggest gap they've had between seasons because. It is, and what what happens in between that gap? Uh, life does. You grow up. Uh, it's kind of I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. So yeah, season three came out in 2019. This one doesn't come out until next. Year. That's three years in between these seasons. Between seasons, and well, we, we're not 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 necessarily between age of, of filming them, but pretty pretty close, I would imagine. Probably. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't think the trailer really gave didn't really do much you know what i mean it just it yeah it's, it's stranger things but it's like it was not uh the stranger things uh teaser trailer that you were you know you were hoping or expecting i think you know what i mean it was one of those ones i watched and i'm like oh yeah okay like wasn't wasn't what i thought it was going to be you know what i mean yeah exactly uh yeah it didn't get no no man on a rider no other kid <laughs> yeah no 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 other kid yes no 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 bobby brown Yo, that, that, <laughs> yo, that 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 one kid, the one who was kidnapped in the first season. Um, yeah, that kid. Yeah, where's he at? What the fuck is his name? Oh, <laughs> oh, no, Schnapp. Lord. That's it. I know the character's yeah. name is uh, was Will <laughs> Byer. I'm trying to think of the actor. Yeah. No, Schnapp. Yeah, he's not. He's not around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't know where anybody else is. But yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do like, I do like the first three seasons of Stranger Things. So I'm definitely looking forward to see what what the what the crew is up to in the future. Something else I'm looking forward to in the future. Another season four of, a, of another show. This one definitely more recent. Yeah, uh, for sure. Cobra Kai season. We got our first like Cobra Kai season four. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, this is this is uh, you know uh, this is a huge uh, Netflix after it got picked up by picked up from YouTube after YouTube canceled it. Because that's smart. Yeah, which I bet they kicked themselves. Down. <laughs> it's and, like, why the hell do we listen where, to ourselves? Whereas we talk about like wh- how. Um, we talk about how um, those shows are kind of, you know, like Stranger Things has like a super long gap between those seasons. This is like a short, this is still coming out within the same year season three came out. Yeah, because I was going to say season three was what, January, January I think, right? January 1st, 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what came out New Year's Day. This is coming out New Year's Eve, 2021. Love it. Let's keep it rolling like that. Yeah, so uh, this is our first look back at the crew trying to take down uh, the new Cobra Kai, which is now being led by Martin Kreese, and a returning Terry Silver. Uh, and not to, and not to mention, we did get our we got our first look at Terry Silver. He is back. He's fantastic. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Cobra Kai season four? On board, man. I was on board. I mean, the end of season three, I wanted more, but uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to it, man. I, it's a it's a fun show. Uh, you definitely get the nostalgic vibes of watching the uh, the series. It's just it's just a fun. It's fun. It's so over the top, like some of it is, but it's just it's so fun. Um, you love the characters. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of heart that goes into it, um, and they do balance balance that out. You know, you actually do uh, sympathize with characters and stuff like that, and it really can make you hate different characters too. So yeah, I'm on board. And we have already gotten renewed for season five, so that's that's that, that's great. 
yeah, I love it. So keep it, keep them rolling. Uh, next show we're talking about is for oh, it's for another show. This is for we got our first look at the Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon. So House of the Dragon is a Game of Thrones prequel that takes place 200 years before the main events of Game of Thrones, what we know as Game of Thrones, and basically going to, try to chronicle the fall of House Targaryen, basically the, the events that led to their downfall, including the Targaryen Civil War that took place before, well, before you know, the Iron Throne was like really the thing. So, um, yeah, has a really great cast with uh, Patty Considine, Olivia uh, Cook, Matt Smith, Risa Fons. We see black <laughs> Targaryens, which is a thing that I didn't know existed, which is great. Uh, but Russell, you know, someone who is, has not finished Game of Thrones. I know you at least started it. You haven't finished it. <sighs> started. I'm still in the same spot. Maybe this will help jumpstart it because this is before. So maybe yeah, if I, I mean, get it's, into it's that. A, it's a prequel. So chances are you're, like, you're not going to need to know anything about the new Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It makes me want to watch it because I feel so left out when I'm watching it. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I, I, again, someone who finished all, the entirety of Game of Thrones, for better or worse, <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did see the whole show. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I, I am excited. I'm excited for more stuff from the world of West, Westeros. I don't think Benioff and Weiss are behind this one. Yeah, no, it's not. This is actually created by George R. R. Martin himself, so this is kind of his. This is, this is what he's doing instead of finishing the books. Yeah, he's like, you know what the hell with it? It's much quicker just to just film this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll make it down and write We'll just go with it. Just go whatever happens. We'll hopefully we just can just ad lib some stuff here. Funny, wow. Benioff and White have no involvement in this. They're not even execs on this, which is, <laughs> which is nuts. Uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's oh well. They also they also had the whole Netflix deal, so that's probably that's probably why they're not they're not involved with this. Uh, but either way, I think that having George on is a is a good thing. I suppose like working off his cliff notes. Yeah, I mean, what better person than the guy that wrote the book? So, yeah. Yeah, and I do think yeah, this is just it, and I HBO needs a new. They need their new like next big thing, because Game of Thrones is huge, and now they're just trying to. But they're trying to Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a, good, yeah. It's a good strategy. I, I do think that world is big enough and lends out to enough stories that this 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 could work. So yeah, definitely excited to see what this looks like and set for a debut in 2022. Next uh, show we're talking about this is for also for HBO, but HBO on the streaming side, HBO Max. We got our first look at Peacemaker. Uh, so Peacemaker is the spinoff of John Cena's character from the Suicide Squad. Funny enough, this is a thing that James Gunn came up with during co- during COVID. Yeah, and he's just like, they're not they're not gonna make it, but he, like he gave it anyway. He's just like, yeah, I know, make make this. So, yeah, Dude, it's hilarious. Yeah, we, so we are getting this is going to be, I believe it's gonna be nine episodes. Hilarious. Eight, eight, eight episodes. James Gunn's directing five of the episodes. Okay. He directed the first three, the sixth, and the and the eighth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Has John Cena reprising his role of Peacemaker from the Suicide Squad, as uh, you know, going on other missions, and I think this looks hilarious. It looks absolutely the fact that when he goes in, it's it's his uniform, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, I think it looks funny as hell, and it, it just shows you like what a good comedic actor John Cena is, or has kind of evolved into. Even like from the days of obviously with um, what was it suckers? Oh, uh, blockers or blockers? Suckers. Yeah, suckers. I came and talked. Jesus Lord, <laughs> you know what the hell I was talking about? I know, but <laughs> suckers. Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Get that movie made. Why not? Um, yeah, but you're really showing that he has that Dave Batista kind of uh, you know, uh, comedic aspect, and uh, I like it. It's it looks it looks hilarious though for sure. The the trailer really makes you want more. 
Yeah, no, or the I teaser, think. I should say. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's, yeah, I, I like Dempsey a lot in the first two Squad. I think he was a great character to spin off with. And I'm excited yep. to see like if we get any other you know characters characters from the movie in the show or any new characters that we have we maybe haven't seen yet. Who knows? Yeah. But either way, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, like the John Cena is coming back as as is, uh, Steve Agee and Jennifer Holland. Robert Patrick is apparently in this show. He's playing he's playing Peacemaker's father. Uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely excited to see uh, what Peacemaker has in store for us. When it drop and it's dropping early next year, I think. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, it's dropping sometime January 2022. Yeah, well, right no, around the corner. Yeah, uh, no word if it's going to be uh, weekly, all at once, probably weekly. That's, I would imagine. I mean, everything's seems, you know obviously been been in be, that weekly. That seems to be the the new the new thing to do. So it's probably going to be a weekly show. That little serials thing they got going on. Yeah, but either way, uh, I'm excited to see Peacemaker when it when it finally drops in 2022. Uh, next show we're talking about is for Wolf. Now, when I first heard heard about this, I'm like, oh god, oh, so I'm like, they, they remade that J- the Jack Nicholson movie. Yeah, that's what the first thing I thought too. I'm like, oh lord, we Turn- we know how, we know how that one turned out. Yeah, turns out no. Turns out this is about a boy named Jacob who believes he is a wolf and is sent to a clinic for people who have an illness, which is actually is actually a real thing. It's called species dysmorphia. But is this kind of like people. boy erased? Like, can you do that with that too? <laughs> yeah, you, you have to condition them to make them think they're not animals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you, like boy erased too? Maybe I don't. I, I don't know how we do that. You know, boy erased. Uh, bugger, bad, bugger yeah. erased. Anyway, what's that? Bugger erased. Boy, yeah. uh, boy otter. Uh, yeah, be, wolf be, erased. Yeah, I don't so know. He's sent, he's sent to this sent to this clinic for people who believe they're animals and kind of like condition them, condition them out of it. Uh, the main kid is played by George McKay. He's uh, most prob- mostly probably known for his role in um, 917. He was he was one of the main kids. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I had. Did you think Split? I was thinking like James McAvoy ish type he did, he, stuff he, here. He did look like McAvoy in Split. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So also, I'm not crazy. Yeah, features uh, Lily Rose Depp and also Patty Considine. Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Wolf? Interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, Tiff apparently was like one of the entries in Tiff. Um, I mean, it, it looks, it has my attention. It's super different than any other movie. And I always like the originality and stuff like that. It's completely random stuff, and that is completely random. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how that all unfolds. If, if that if, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 this movie ends with him actually turning into a whole music press. Yeah, I just I am super curious. It it has me curious enough. Yeah, uh, and Wolf is set for a release on December 3rd, 2021. Next show we're talking about is for Encanto. So Encanto is a is the latest movie from uh, Disney Animation. Uh, this is our is our full trailer, which we now get to see the story. And basically, it takes place, it takes place in Colombia. It's about a family called the Madrigals who live in this enchanted town in the mountains. Uh, every kid has magical powers, except for this one, Mati Bell, or Mira, Mira, Mira Bell. Uh, he's the only ordinary one, but then, then they find out one day... They they they're living in their pee, in their Pee Wee's Playhouse, <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse yeah. mansion. And yeah. realize one day the magic is fading, and now it's up to her to save it. Yep. Uh, has the cast includes Stephanie Beatriz, John Leguizamo, uh, Diane Guerrero, Omar Valderrama is apparently in this movie. Because <laughs> I mean, why not? And featuring songs uh, by Liminal Miranda, who is Colombian. No, wait, no, he's Puerto Rican. <laughs> But no Mark An- no Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony is <laughs> Mark Anthony did not show up. Uh, at least, man, what the at hell? least that we know of. He might make a, an appearance somewhere. 
but Russell, what did you think of the first trailer for Encanto? Or the first real trailer I, for Encanto? Because I liked it. I mean, obviously, we were, I think we were both on board. Uh, it looks, I think it looks fantastic. It, it has Coco vibes to me with just the, the bright colors, the music, just everything about it. Uh, I'm on board. Looking forward to it. I think this is going to be a pleasant uh, animated feature. Yeah, we have we have a sense of the, the style, the animation, the animation. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it looks great. Oh, it's beautiful! Just all the colors. It's just so the, such a vibrant environment yeah, really, that we're really, really put fluid. into. It's got a, got a got a great vibe to it. I love I love the style the style of it. Like, there's so much about, about yep. I'm looking forward to. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to Encanto when it comes out. It seems like they seem to have like a pretty good lock on this Thanksgiving date. Yeah. For animated films, so yeah, this is set for release on November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Uh, and the last show we're talking about is for Cyrano. So Cyrano is an upcoming movie based on the famous play, or famous, was it play? yeah, well, the play, uh, Cyrano de, de, de Bergerac. Uh, ba- if, you go, if you don't know the story of Cyrano, if you don't know the story of Cyrano, you do. You just don't know it. Um, Cyrano is basically about this guy. His name is Cyrano. Uh, he's basically kind of sh- you know shiver has an outcast he's a big a big romantic but shut up as an outcast because of the way he looks usually he has a bigger nose which i don't which i don't know if peter dingo's got a prosthetic in this it looks pretty normal to me I just, I just yeah think, it does i just think it's i just think it's weird like the one defining characteristic is his big nose uh, his big nose and he doesn't seem like he has that here regardless um basically he's someone who's in love with a woman that woman falls in love with another man but that man's you know he uh you know he's not really a romantic like him so he's like you know what we put my words and your looks together. We're unstoppable. Let's go get this. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, apparently it's a musical too. Yeah, who who would have thought uh, a Peter Dinklage uh, musical? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this uh, is movie directed by Joe Wright. He did Pride and Prejudice. He did Darkest Hour. He did um, Atonement. I mean, you, be, you you put a corset in this movie. <laughs> Like, oh, dude! Joe Red's all over that. I am. I am shocked. Kira Knightley is not in this. He probably wanted Kira Knightley badly in this. I don't know. I mean, she's not doing anything else. I don't understand why she could be in this. <laughs> you couldn't make. You couldn't make time to put another corset on. Come on now. You put this corset off for me. Right, come on. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so Russell, what do you think of the first trailer for Cyrano? I'm a typical Joe Wright film. I think we obviously were just joking around about it. It's not not a surprise. It has that feel. Um, uh, a Christmas release date makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks okay. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think it looks good. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like. I'm really impressed with Peter Dinklage as an actor. Yeah, no, I think he's fantastic. He can do wide range. He yeah. can go comedy. Yeah, he can go like, serious. And like just... actors, actors like him are usually put into a box because of their size. But he has shown. But he can do anything. Yeah, no, like he's someone who he's bro. He's broken out of that, like to a tremendous degree, to the point where he's playing roles that weren't even intended to be played by a little person. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's incredible. Yeah, he's come a long way from Elf. I mean, Elf, I think, was one of the first, exp- like, I think, first exposures to him, and it's over what, like, almost 15, 15 18 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and he's he's just still, you know, with Game of Thrones, just everything that he's done yeah, no, has like, been, you know, fantastic. And he's he's constantly pushing the boundaries you know kind of what you're saying not very like typecast just because of his height i just love that they're casting because of his talent not because of his size i, I think that's i think it's amazing and that yeah. really speaks to his to like what he can do as an actor that just shows how much talent he really does have yeah exactly so i'm i'm most excited for this to, see, to see peter dinklage i'm also excited to see kelvin harrison jr because i do i do like that actor quite a bit yeah and yeah Serena set for a release again most likely going to be a big Oscar contender 
Much like Joe Wright's oh, last, sure. couple, last couple films, but this one might work. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I love Atonement, though. Probably one of my favorite. Uh, probably Atom- one Atomen's of the great. favorite ones of Joe Wright. Atonement Atom- is great. Atonement's great. I like yeah. Prejudice. Anna yeah. Karenina is like, actually pretty underrated. The movie's, the movie's actually really solid. Which one was that? Anna Karenina. I never never saw it. Yeah, that, that was actually pretty underrated. Um, but yeah, now this is set for a release on uh, December 31st, 2021. That's going to do it for uh, Notorious. I'm oh, sorry. Trailer Talks. We now move on to Notorious News. Uh, first thing I want to say out, out the gates, I want to give a big congratulations to, Sha- to the team of Shang. Once again, to the team of Shang Chi and Legend of Ten Rings, for being now the highest-grossing movie domestically of the year. Yeah, I mean, especially in a in a you know a COVID, you know, pandemic, uh, you know, infected world that we're living in right now. It's a super accomplishment, though, for sure. No, it really is, especially being. Yeah, being 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 number one uh, during pandemic is fantastic, and yeah, I, that doesn't matter how people call they say you're say you're a failure, like you are like you you yeah. are a success story, and I can't wait to see what you all do next with that with that character. But you got to give kudos to your shirt, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Box the, office, dude. Got to give kudos, man. Or the, or, the, or the lack of shirt, I should say. Yeah, or lack thereof, but uh, like thereof. you know, kudos to Venom man, uh, number one. We'll, 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 we'll talk yeah. about, oh, I'm wearing my Venom shirt. I didn't. I didn't yeah, that's why. That's why I said it. I sorry, I, I forgot what shirt I was wearing. But yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think I think I want to talk about Venom. <laughs> good, good segue, right? Ven, yeah, Venom not only did well, it crushed. It crushed, man. I think this uh, might have been the first Venom opening weekend. It had to have. There, I mean, I don't think it. it what, what did it gross? I think 90, 90.1, yeah, I want yeah. to say. Open to $90 million. I mean, that's fantastic During for a pandemic time. I, and that just shows you that hopefully things are kind of on the up and up here. Um, but it's fantastic. Such fantastic numbers. Really yeah, surprising, it, too. It did outgrow the first Venom. First Venom opened yeah. to $80 million. This one opened to 90. Which is, I mean, that's just, and on top of it, Given a pandemic too, that could have maybe went over 100 easily had we not been in a pandemic. That, like that is insane. Like, I, I, I'm I'm just puzzled as to why people like these movies so much. It's. Did you get to see it yet? I I, I did see. It. I saw it yesterday. Uh, what you think? Would you you like that post credit scene? Come on. I didn't like it. So I, yeah, I mean, it, I was confused. I'm just like, what? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like I thought it was really cool. I mean, obviously they tied into kind of how we thought they were going to tie it into. It only made sense. Um, but the movie was fine. I still like the first one better. Uh, I think I like this one a little better because I like, I like Woody Harrelson as Queen Do you? Cassidy. They're like close. I mean, there's not one, you know what I mean? It could be like one, like, I think they're really, really close into, I mean, it's, it's what you expected when you watched it, but like that short runtime really just, they have to hurry up and get it done. You know what I mean? <laughs> go, 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 go. The, yeah. the runtime will probably help because they, they can run that more times in a day. And that's the other thing I think uh, I think you and I were talking about before. I think it just that, that really actually benefits them because it's a shorter, shorter film, sh- more uh, runtimes. Yeah, more you know, it makes sense. Yeah, and I don't know if we're, what but I I think knowing what Venom's going to do in the future, I don't know if I'm excited for it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I it only know. it only made sense that it had to incorporate into that, so it wasn't. I mean, again, I wasn't surprised when I saw it. Um, I don't know. It just I, I I liked it enough. I thought it was it was kind of cl- I mean, okay enough to get me to you know, yeah, like a hell yeah type after the uh, post credit scene. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving them this like, what? Yeah, it's like uh, what? Like when I once I saw, it, I was like, oh, we're doing that. 
Like, I, as soon as you began it like that, I'm like, okay, I know where we're going. I'm like, oh, no. Like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> we're, began, we're doing it. We're not going to spoil it, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's something. It's. I mean, if people that obviously listen to the show and, and, you know, obviously, you know, your nerdy comic book films, I think you... I think you, you you won't be surprised when you see it. I mean, it may surprise a couple people, but I think we kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, well, sp- and speaking well, speaking of Disney, kind of, is for Shang Chi. Uh, the Disney v Scarlett Johansson battle is over. Yes, we can put that baby to bed. Yes, the as as expected, it was settled out of court, and Scarlett Johansson will, re- will be receiving a very cool, crisp forty million dollars. Oh, that's decent, right? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good return. Yeah, I don't think she has to work ever again. I mean, it's, it's probably just like, like just like an accumulation of what she would have made if, yeah. you know, with Disney Plus, and you know, like it's probably just probably just like a ball like a ballpark figure, like okay, here's what we actually made, and here's what we will pay you. So you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're I mean, good, I, right? Yeah, she she got herself some green. She's good. She she got her money. She, she got, got that money. She works hard for her money. Yeah. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, Netflix had a lot of stuff come out due to their uh, big Tadam uh, event. Uh, biggest announcement was we are apparently getting a Tiger King 2. Yes. Yes, this is going to be chronicle what happens after Tiger King, which I'm just like, where, where do you go? Yeah, uh, I don't know. And apparently after. you have an interactive Undertaker WWE thing i saw i saw that too but yeah you, as someone who watched tiger king would you be excited for another sequel series the documentary yeah i mean it was one of those train wrecks you can't help but watch so yeah uh, obviously on board with it yeah also coming to netflix uh we uh <laughs> the comics we all wanted to see uh f gary gray and kevin hart are teaming up for a heist movie lift uh it was project okay. acquired last march and basically it's going to be about uh, what, what, what is it? Actually, not much is known about that movie so far, both aside from the cast. Uh, but yeah, F. Gary Gray, a guy who I, was obviously talented. Yeah. Uh, has, has caught a few bad breaks in the last couple of years due to Men in Black International and also uh, Fat, uh, Fast and Furious 8, which I weren't, weren't a fan of. But F. Gary Gray went going to Netflix. You think things a good fit for him as someone who. Yeah. Like, Keep in mind, he tried to walk off Man of Black International a couple times. Yeah. Because he, because he, he felt he didn't have the freedom to do what he wanted to do. Now he's in a studio that has nothing but freedom for a career to do what they want to do. So do you think it's a good fit for him? Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense that if you do get that freedom to do what you want to do, Netflix is obviously the place to go. But also, if it does get received well, you can get back into the, you know what I mean, get back into the mainstream uh, and, and maybe have more freedom, you know, have more creative uh, input onto what you want to do. You know what I mean? So I think it could be a win-win situation for him. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think this is I think it's a good fit for him. I'm definitely excited to see what they have next or what what he's doing next. Uh, also going to Netflix, we have the mother. So the mother is an upcoming uh, <laughs> is an upcoming film starring uh, Jennifer Lopez. She's also coming to Netflix. Oh boy. Jenny being, from the Block. And is being directed by uh, Nikki Caro, the whale writer and Mulan fame, and being written by Misha Green, who created Lovecraft County. Love Lovecraft Oof. Country. Wow. Uh, basically, basically the, mother, the mother is about an assassin, uh, an assassin in hiding, played by Lopez, who leaves, the safety, leaves safety in order to protect her daughter uh, that she left years ago, who was running from a group of dangerous men. 
Uh, also has a cast of features, Omari Hardwick, uh, Gar- Gael Garcia Bernal, and Joseph Fiennes. Jeez. Yeah, so, uh, Russell, you hear that premise, you hear J-Lo, J-Lo being involved. What do you think? Sure. <laughs> sure. Is this, like, a- enough part two? Like, I don't know. I, yeah, sure. Let's... You know what I mean? It sounds like enough too. I don't know. Like I've really, enough. and then you do the tagline. I've really had enough. I re- I honestly have had enough. I mean enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, it, it just so it's so random that it has to be viewed. I think it ha- it has to be. You you, you you cannot get away from this. We have to watch. No, this. no. Netflix presents Jenny from the Block. So yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. What whoop, whooping ass again? Yeah, bring Jenny from the Block. Yeah, uh, and also also on the on Netflix, there was this. Uh, speaking of Stranger Things, there was a discussion about how there a potential for Stranger Things spinoffs. That's what, yeah, yeah. See, uh, see, uh, at Netflix, CEO Ted Sarano said they're ready. Uh, they're ready to expand that world that the Duffer Brothers created, and that they're being going to be like a franchise, but possibly spinoffs of like you know, event crossovers, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and there's a conversation about a spinoff surrounding Eleven, which is about Robert Brown's character, which I heard that and just like, wait a minute, didn't we just, haven't we had like an Eleven show for three seasons? That's what I was going to say. It's pretty much her journey, so it's not it like we haven't had Eleven's story. I mean, that's it's her story, so yeah. Yeah, but like, what, so what, what do you think about the potential, potential, that potential for Stranger spinoffs? And, who, and of what we've seen so far, who do you think would make for a good spinoff? I don't know, honestly. I, I love Mouth. Uh, that's just my that's my my, my home dog. Mouth. Uh, yeah, Mouth. Gum, the I call it Mouth. Uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, the one with with uh, like almost oh, like he has no teeth. The teeth. Yeah. Uh, teeth. Uh, yeah. Dustin. Dustin. I love Dustin. Dustin's my my home dog. I'm sorry. I call him Mouth because yeah, he. You that's know. mean. Yeah, you know who I mean. Okay. Um, Anyway, the thing you're running into, though, man, is the the time. Time is lapsing here. These kids are getting older. So, yeah, uh, you, you, do we do we want to see their story? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you say in the future, be about there, be about their kids. What yeah. could be interesting is seeing, because like you know, she's a, she's a, she's the eleventh experiment. Yeah, I, a girl we saw a few seasons earlier was like sixth or ninth. Yeah, I'd like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like I, to see a little you, bit more of her. You, yeah, you, you. But you like you could do a spinoff based on like the other the kids were experimented on. Yeah, and no, completely. You've then you've opened it up to that age depth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the kind of possibility. Like, like there are other there are other of these people out there. So it's let's like, follow their story like, like, and not the do? core that we've. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that there's like inherent possibility for this. I just I'm very curious to see like where this where this would go. But yeah, uh, draft anything's been us. We're we're getting them. Yeah, it's happening. I guess. Uh, also in the news of streaming. Uh, we are apparently getting an Iron Mike TV show uh, for Hulu, an Iron, an Iron Mike miniseries for Hulu. Uh, Trevante, I don't know where we heard, we heard that Trevante Rose has been cast as Mike Tyson, and it was just announced a few, uh, few weeks ago that Russell Hornsby uh, of Creed 2 and Hate You Give fame is going to be playing Don King, which is funny because he basically played Don King in Creed 2. I was going to say, he pretty much was like the, yeah, the promoter. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so basically we're going to chronicle the rise of Mike Tyson and all the, you know, hardships he's faced, including, you know, uh, uh, you know, like, you know, tra- uh, trauma, misogyny, racism, all, all, all of that, all that kind of stuff that he, that he went through in his illustrious career as a boxer. Um, 
There's a lot of projects been involved in the, you know, in the work by Mike Tyson. I guess Jamie Foxx is still doing his thing with Martin Scorsese at some point. <laughs> it's crazy. I still can't believe that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, this is being done. This is the, I, I, I thought that's what this was. Turns out, no. This yeah. is something else. Uh, this is being executive produced by Margot Robbie. Okay. Uh, alongside Craig Gillespie. Uh, and being showrunnered by uh, Karen Giss. I have no idea who that is. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, Russell, uh, the, are you excited for the Iron Mike TV show? I mean, I'm a huge fan of Tyson, so I'll watch anything. I think I just he's so fa- fascinating as an athlete, just as a boxer um, and as a person. You know what I mean? Um, there's so much, you know, I mean, just the, the rise and the fall. I just it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm always interested. He's one of those guys that I can always watch. Like if I ever like flip and see stuff with Tyson, I just kind of stop and watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the prospect of a Tyson biopic, and long form like this. I think I think is a really good way to go. At it. I, it seems like we're getting a lot of like really like long form documentaries, or not docu- long form. But biopics. there, there was one Tyson documentary was fantastic Ty- too oh, with, for with, our uh, listeners with Michael J. White. Uh, no, it was it was a documentary. Yeah, I oh, think oh, the it documentary, was documentary. Documentary. It was just it was just called Tyson. Right. Yes. I I'm, totally would recommend it to the people listening that really love you know sports and like uh, Mike Tyson. It was fantastic. It shows it shows a lot about obviously just Mike Tyson in general. Yeah. Uh, FPG talk we're talking about. Um, uh, dynamic duos back again. George Clooney and Brad Pitt are going to be co-starring yeah. in another movie together. Uh, oh, Ocean's 14. It is not Ocean's 14. <laughs> uh, what this is, is going to be a movie from uh, Spider-Man director, John Watts. They'll be Uh-oh. writing and directing a thriller f- uh, starring George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Uh, don't really know what the movie's about, uh, other than the fact they're going to be playing two Fixers assigned to the same job. Don't know what that entailed. Couldn't tell a lot of things. Uh, but this is a movie that is a very hot commodity right now. The, apparently over a dozen studios, almost a dozen studios are bidding on this, including Apple, Netflix, Lionsgate, Amazon, Universal, Sony, among probably others. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you look at, I mean, this is their, I believe there's their sixth film together. Yeah, they've done a lot. Of things, so yeah, so you have all. They've the, done all, a lot. All three, you have all, all three the oceans. oceans. Uh, Brown to reading, convention of dangerous mind. Probably their sixth. I don't I can't think of anything else. Yeah, there's got to be six. Uh, I but, can't think of anything else either. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I mean, you hear, you hear the, that premise. You hear George Clooney and Brad Pitt involved. You excited for this movie? You say yes, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Why wouldn't I? I mean, I think anybody would be. Obviously, if you're a fan of them, yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, I know where that's coming out, but definitely going to be. A, there's going to be one to look out for in the next in the next coming years. Uh, I don't, yeah, and it's a good it's a good question when it's coming out because you know, I know Watts is working on Fantastic Four for Marvel right now as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when we actually end up getting this movie. Well, the fact that all those other different uh, you know studios wanted it, obviously, I mean, obviously the name obviously I'm sure itself. You, I'm sure you probably. can make this at at, an, at another time. Like you could probably do this, do this in between. Like you you, know, you you're finished with Spider Man, work on this, and then go do Fantastic Four. Yeah, I yeah, because I mean, this one probably a little bit less. I mean, a lot more easier to shoot, I would imagine, than probably. a comic film. I, I would assume so as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, looking forward to it though, nonetheless. Uh, next piece of news talk. Next piece of news talking about is uh, this is this is one that came out coming today actually. Uh, it was announced that David Chase has signed a new first look deal with H with Warner Brothers and HBO. Uh, basically, if you don't know, first look deal is if he comes up with anything, they have first rights to buy it. Now, David Chase is someone who obviously has a really good work relationship with Warner Brothers. We obviously created Sopranos for HBO. Just wrote Many Saints in Newark, which I'm going to look at that. We're going to talk about that in a second. 
Um, How bad was that? I haven't seen. I haven't seen the movie. Neither have I. I've heard like really bad things about it though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you signed a five-year first-look deal with the company, and just just seeing how the, I just want to see how Wednesday Network did. Uh, okay, it didn't do great. Um, I mean, seventy-seven million across a fifty million dollar budget. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not, not great, but I think it's I don't know, but I don't know what the streams are on HBO Max. So what? And he has talked about possibilities of doing other stories in this universe, mainly a sequel to this. That follows Tony in his early in his early, his twenties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and so do you think there's, po- there's a possibility that this could lead to more Sopranos stuff? I know David Chase has done other things, but he's mostly known for the Sopranos for HBO. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously he has that work relationship with them. I mean, yeah, you would be stupid to not explore more because there's so much more in the Sopranos universe. I should say that we probably don't know or we would, wouldn't mind. Uh, watching again, I haven't really, you know, we both haven't seen it, so it's kind of one of those things. But I've, I've really not been in a rush to see it, upon like hearing just like trashy reviews from it. So it's kind of like one of those, you know what I mean? It's kind of disheartening because two fans of the show here. Um, I don't know. It just it doesn't make me want to w- rush out and watch it or just watch it from HBO. You know what I mean on HBO Max? Yes, I'm very, I'm very curious to see what what this leads to. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, to, for sure. Excited to see what David Chase would be do, will be doing next. Um, next story we're talking about is uh, we got some news about the upcoming Star Wars show, The Book of Boba Fett. That is going to be the next Star Wars. I mean, we just had visions, but this could be the next live-action Star Wars show we're getting. It was announced during The Mandalorian last season that the show will be coming out in December of this year. We now have an official date. The Book of Boba Fett will start streaming on uh, will start streaming on December twenty ninth, twenty twenty one. It will likely be weekly. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would imagine again if they're gonna follow suit with all the other shows that go weekly. Uh, no word on how many episodes. No word on who else is gonna be in it. Tomorrow, Morrison and Ming Na Wen are set to re- to return, uh, and we have episodes confirmed. Episodes being written by by Robert Rodriguez, Bryce Dallas Howard, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni. Uh, so Russell, cool. someone who is a fan of Mandalorian, uh, are you excited for Book of Boba, Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously one of the most no- notorious bounty hunters. No pun intended. Um, yeah, it, it was one of those shows that obviously was talked about, talked about, talked about for the longest time. Finally, we're actually putting pen to paper and actually doing it. Um, definitely, there's so much you can do in that in, with with that character. So, look at really looking forward to that. Yeah, like I said, I'm, yeah, I mean, both has my favorite Star Wars characters, so definitely looking forward to seeing his solo adventure when the show premieres in uh, December of 19. Uh, I'm sorry, December 29th of this year, not 19. Uh, next story we talk, we gotta talk about Wonka again. I know we've talked about this movie a lot, but it just keeps getting crazier. Oh, I can't wait to hear what other shenanigans we got going here. We've got more people in this movie. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah. So joining <laughs> Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka and Keegan Michael Key, we got Sally Hawkins, we got oh, Olivia Coleman, and we got Rowan Atkinson in this movie. Mr. Bean, get the hell out of here. He's gonna be in it. He's in Dude, it. Dude, I love it. I love it. Why? I don't know what this movie is. What are we doing? But I'm excited. Dude, sure. This is craziness. This is madness. This, this is, is madness. so crazy. It's not Sparta. This is actually actual madness. This is. This is crazy, dude. Rowan Atkinson, get out. Yeah, what was the last time I, the time I saw Rowan Atkinson? Anything. Mr. Bean's Holiday? I don't even know, man. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Mr. Bean's Holiday, maybe? He's yeah. probably been something after that, I'm sure. He has been, he has been in a movie since Johnny English, Johnny English Strikes Back, which was... Oh, wow, that's right. They did make, what, a second Johnny English, didn't they? A third? Was that third? Three. Third. Johnny English, Johnny English <sighs> Reborn, and then Johnny English, Johnny English Strikes Back. 
Wow. Okay. And then Mr. Bean. Don't forget Mr. Bean Holiday. Mr. Bean Holiday. It's a, a fantastic film. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any Mr. Bean, honestly. I've seen a the Mr. Bean one, the 1997 one or 1998 film, I think. Oh, Bean. Bean. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, wow! Yeah. Wow, we're getting them. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> but, I, but I did, but I did watch all of Black of Black Adder, and that and that show's great. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Wonka set for release March seventeenth, twenty twenty three. We're doing it. And speaking of things that maybe some people asked for, but most people didn't, there is talks again about Gladiator two. Yeah, we were just talking about this together when we were uh, getting our little drink on. Yeah, that's this is craziness. Yeah, it was, yeah, and uh, today it said that, well, first of all, in April, apparently, I forgot about this, in April of this year was announced that Chris Hemworth approached Crow with a proposal that they become involved with the project. And by 20, in the last month, it was, it was said that Scott's day of the script was once again being worked on with the intention of, being, of him directing the sequel upon completing his next project, Kit Bag. You're gonna, I, believe yeah. is, I believe this is a Napoleon you, movie. You got to lock Crow into a gym facility, uh, chicken and whey protein, and keep him away from that pie. And no more pie. No more pie, and I think we get shredded. Uh, we get, we get shredded. Sh- uh, Crow again. If Let's we, do it. If we get shredded, Russell Crow back. Dude, I will shit because he's like he's like older, and this is craziness. Like he really doesn't die at the end of Gladiator. Yeah. No, Come he, on, let's he, let's get it. Let's just do it. He didn't die. Right, the, uh, like, Gladiator, I think it's been, it's been it's been talked about for a long time. Like for like like it was supposed to come out, and he'd probably be fighting like people in the like demons in the underworld. He was coming yeah. back to life and take revenge. Uh, revenge. That sounds that sounds so cool. He's though. gonna basically be the crow. They were, it, was gonna, yeah. it was gonna be about like uh, Jamon, Jamon Hansu's character. Like, this this has gone through so many iterations that I don't know what this but, will be anymore. But I want to know how many how many movies has borrowed the touching of the the wheat or touching of some kind of so much wheat grass. Touching. Just that scene, just that shot. Like, how many times has it been sh- like duplicated in movies? Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's <laughs> strange. Like so so much wheat touching. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. We just got to get him off the pie. We'll see what happens. Yeah, just just from the pie. Ex- expand the armor a couple couple sizes. <laughs> Are you know what? No, don't 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 let him stay over the pie. I want to see like, the, the Steven Seagal it, version. Like like Steven Seagal it, now. <laughs> is it like pre- is it like pregnant women clothing? Like it's expands. <laughs> it's elastic. Is that what you're saying? Elastic armor bands. Oh, dude, done, done. Get that pie body out there. Yes, Russell, Russell Crowe and pie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's uh, that's gonna do it for notorious news. We can now move on to our movie of the week, which is <laughs> Arrival. So, yeah, oh, this man. is Arrival. So, yeah, this is Denis Villeneuve's third major film uh, made for you know, made for American audiences. Uh, this came out in 2016, and this was by far. His biggest prestige hit. Yeah, I, I would, I would say so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Whereas sure. you know, Sicario, Sicario did well, did well from commercially, and you know, uh, um, Sicario did well commercially. Prisoners uh, did well as far as Sicario, as Prisoners did well as far as uh, you know, film festival circuit, like indie circuits go. Arrival yeah. was his first, like you know, major, major, like like major. Association movie. What I mean by that is, this is his first movie. This is the first Denis Villeneuve film to be nominated for Best Picture. It's got the yep. first nomination for Best Director. Uh, got a screenplay nomination. Got let's see. Uh, got a grand total of uh, eight Oscar nominations, winning one for visual effects. Which you can see, obviously, see why. Which we'll talk obviously see. about it, but yeah. It was visual effects. No, I'm sorry. It was not a visual. It was not visual effects. Not even nominated. Poor story. 
we're still going to talk about it and the uh, absence of a nomination. How I don't don't know how that's possible. Again, three three times in a row it's happened. With how, do you, how, how do you not like? Ugh. How did this keep happening? Dude, this guy is this. It's a it's a shame. Which we'll get we'll get to in a second. But, but yeah, first of all, this movie is based on a short story, a story of your life, uh, about about Earth's first communication with uh, alien species. Uh, and this is this is also his first movie delving into the fantastical. In that, yeah. I mean that. Well, I mean, enemy is kind of it's kind of that spoiler alert. But uh, in that, this is his first time trying to tackle a bit of a bigger concept. In that he's doing with like more like you know elements that are not grounded in reality. A wider, yeah, definitely a wider uh, atmosphere, a wider universe of things. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He. Yeah. So he signed on. This came. This came out. It was huge. Uh, I have not seen this. this is, let me get look at the other movie. I had not seen this since the year it came out. It was very good. I, you know, held up. Yeah, same. Same. I, I don't think I saw it a repeat viewing. No, this is the first time I've seen it too since uh, its uh, its theatrical release. Yeah, so we're going to see how this holds up. This is Arrival. So the movie starts out, we meet our main character, Louise Banks, played by Amy Adams. Uh, we see her, a lot of scenes with her and her daughter. Her basically her being born, growing up, being a teenager, and yeah. getting diagnosed that dreaded to get with that dreaded get that bitch out of his own disorder and dying. Yeah, I mean, and again, what and I think we you know we've obviously said this just really shows Amy Adams's range. I mean, yeah, she's a fantastic she actress, and a again, she is phenomenal in this film. But not good enough to be nominated for best actress. How the fuck does that happen? In his movies, though, look at him. Look at all of his movies. The acting performances you've put in these movies already, like there, leading to this film. There's at least one performance in each film in the movie that should have been nominated that wasn't, and that and that yeah, makes me angry. And it's super, super mind blowing and head scratching. Yeah, in the, in this one, it's in this one, it's Amy Adams. Amy oh, Adams, for sure, absolutely, heart and soul. Of this film. Amy Adams crushes it in this film. This is probably one of her most, I think, most most like I don't know, like. I wouldn't say like serious, but I mean this is where she, I think you, she really shines for sure. I would. I mean, she, I mean she's 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 grounded. She has that, you know, that that those gra- that gravitas to her. She has that, you know, that feel that she that confidence that she knows going on. The confidence, yeah. you know, to go on with this mission. But also, you see her the, her vulnerable side. Like when these flashback with her daughter, like you see, you know, like her as her as a mother, her as a family woman, and you know, at the, at the beginning of the movie, right after her daughter died, we see that she's like she's standoffish. She's like you know she's reserved. You don't really, you don't really know. Yeah, because I mean, she lost her world. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like her, almost like learning how to walk again, almost. You know? Exactly. But, yeah. I, but you immediately latch, latch onto a character like this because, like, yeah, no, you're someone who's lost everything, and now she's about to get yeah. an opportunity to gain everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Basically, it, it, the day starts like any other day, except everyone for some reason is enamored with what's going on on television. And yeah. The reason is because aliens are real, and they are here. They are here. This is no ID4 shit. They exactly. are absolutely here. Yeah. So there are these big spaceships all over the world that have landed. I think there's like 12, like 12 in total. 12, yeah. 12 uh, extraterrestrial spacecrafts. Yep. Yeah. Thing is, they're not doing anything. They, no, they're just there. They're they just, just chilling. They just landed and they're chilling and nobody knows why they're here. Hell, the po- they think the tagline for the poster is, why are they here? Yeah. I mean, but it's but how haunting is that though? Like just to think about that whole situation, they're not. You know, you see these movies where like Mars attacks, like you know, far fetched films like that, but where like or ID four, they come in full blown attack mode. You know, what I mean, well, what happens if we just come in and we're just there? Yeah, 
And I think, I think that's an element I like about the I like about we'll, t- we'll touch about it like as the film goes on. But like this feels yeah. like a very realistic take of what would happen if aliens did show up. But it makes sense that they're inhabiting something that's unfamiliar to them, so they wouldn't be all blaze, you know, guns a blast and stuff like that. They would be trying to study your surroundings, get to know it before you, you know what I mean. Get to know your surroundings before you engage in anything. It just makes sense, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so she's put by Forrest Whitaker, who is uh, a colonel in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, now she's a professor of linguistics, and she helped on some kind of assignment for him a couple years back. Yeah. So. Yeah. So just like, hey, we need you to help. We need you to help with this because the aliens are trying. The aliens are trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you get a linguist because linguist is language. So. Yeah. What better? What better person? It's like, look, I need you. Not, <laughs> and if you want to say no, it's fine. I'll look at somebody else. But we'll get pulls, another linguist. She pulls a ball and move because like the, she apparently knows the guy they're going to instead when she initially turns it down. And she's, and she's like, you know what? Ask him this question and see, yeah. and see what he says. Like, okay. Yeah. He does it. A couple hours later, they show up at her house. Yeah. Turns, turns out that linguist that they, that they were going to, he won, he won shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so yeah. Now she is on the job. So she's being brought. She's being brought to uh, one of the locations where the, where the ship has landed, or she, or the ship is staying. But yeah. of course, she meets our other main character, movie um, Ian Donnelly, played by Jamie Renner. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> uh, yes, he is a physicist who's brought who's brought in. While well, she's studying the aliens, he's studying the craft. Yeah, another good. I think another solid Renner performance too. By the way. Oh yeah, he, Renner's a great actor. For sure. Yeah, you also see like their the kind of the, their juxtaposition, right? He's a man of science, where she's someone of you know language and feeling. You see, you see kind of like the, the, they're competing, they're oh, what was the word I'm looking for? Competing at def- deferring ideologies, but like yeah, like, like almost like, a yin and yang type. Yeah, yeah, but they're like they're not like malicious about it, but like you know they have like a good, few little good natured jabs towards each other. Yeah, and he and I I, I like I do like Brandon's movie, but he's 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 cool. I like I like I like his character. I, I do, and I and people. I love the chemistry between the two characters. They do, they, they do have great chemistry. Yeah. Thing, something else I love about this: the cinematography. Oh, cinematography again, fucking gorgeous. Like I like I love this first pan shot when you can see the we see the clouds rushing down, and you see the spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. But so and, and it's so like it's so perfect. It's so meticulous. It's just it's yeah. You would fantastic. You would know that this wasn't shot by Roger Deakin because this one wasn't. It sure does feel like a Deacon shot, though. Yeah, this is, this is shot by Bradford Young. I want to get this dude to do because he was uh, he was a uh, he shot Selma, he shot Pawn Sacrifice. He's done a lot of great work, and he and because of this movie, he was the first African American to ever be nominated for Best Cinematography. I mean, you can see why it was fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. No, it was. It, it, it absolutely is. So yeah, uh, yeah. So they get they get to their station all outside this base or they had a base set up all around the spaceship yeah and this is an event that's kind of in a way it's kind of like bridging humanity together which is which you really find out at the point but we'll get to this and it's, it's bridging humanity because like everyone's getting together because like, there's it's not just america there are spaceships all around the world yeah there are 12 different locations all throughout the whole entire world and, and um, everyone yeah. is trying to figure out the same thing yeah and you see and that's it, it, kind of like, like kind of like a mini united nations Right here. It really, it really is, yeah. Yeah, it kind of like humanity putting aside the differences for for a common goal, which is obviously something you would love to just kind of see in general. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which, yeah. Which, which I think a lot, a lot of sci-fi touches on. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're they're going into the ship. The thing is, the ship. They said the ship opens like well, like once a day, for like a half. Hour. 
Yeah, just for a, a small amount of time. Yeah, for a small window. So they, they're going yeah. in. I also like, again, the, the shot coming is just so great. I love it when they go in the ship and they see that gravity is different. Gravity is different because it takes them up. Like, it's like they're on the moon. It's uh, just that whole, it's like when worlds collide almost. It's just so, it's so beautiful. It's so natural, though. Yeah, so they get into the they get into the ship where they where they there's a screen, and behind that screen are the aliens. There's, there's only two of them. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I love the build up to it because like, it's a long shot. You get to the screen, it's all mm-hmm. cloudy. You can't you see. You can't. Anything. It's just like that that moment, man. That that first appearance, like oh my god, what do they look like? What do they? You know what I mean? It's that you're 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 on the edge of your seat you want to see what these guys look like you know you want to see what these creatures look like they do a great job of building up the anticipation because it's like yeah and throughout the, throughout the film we very rarely get like a, like a good shot of these aliens yeah we we really we really don't get a, a fantastic shot of them yeah like it's always obscured by like smoke or the glass but yeah there are two there are two of these things whatever these things are there are two of them on board yeah I just and I just love the way they react. They're just like, they're just like holy shit, aliens are real. Yeah, I mean, just like a normal any human being would. You and I in that situation, anybody that you know, anybody in that situation would react exactly the same way. You go up to the glass, you're shocked, and then you back up because you because you're scared of what's going to happen next. Yeah, because you don't know. That's the thing. You don't know if they're malicious or not. And you know, going into that, you know, obviously Luis and uh, you know. Um, what is it, Ian? Don't know. Don't know what's going on. Don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, a, a lot of the, this of this first like forty minutes, them just like trying to figure out like, like what like what the procedure is here, because they can't yeah. really, <laughs> they can't really go and talk to these things. So, but like what the, what they end up doing is Louise ends up taking off her her radiation suits. Yeah, because she wants to come off as friendly. She yeah, as friendly. Yeah, basically break down the wall. You know, extend the olive branch. Yeah. Like say, hey, I'm I'm really coming in peace. I'm not. I don't mean you know any harm. Yeah, they yeah they don't remember. Yeah, they they don't. They want, they want to come up as like because the aliens aren't showing aggression. So they want to show yeah. that they're open to the idea of communication. Yeah, and that's when we get our first like oh shit when the alien puts their tentacle on the glass. Yeah, and it's like you think something's gonna happen, but it's yeah, it's really rather it's 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 rather unique how how they what they do. Yeah, so basically, just, yeah, basically them saying hi. Yeah. So they they they've simply opened up the line of communication between the, between them and the aliens. Mm-hmm. Now here comes the tricky part. They gotta try and figure out a way to talk. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah they have, they have to figure out a way to talk, and I one thing I do love about is the fact that the nations here every nation is reacting very differently you're muted russ yeah that is kind of crazy that uh every everybody reacts differently because you would assume they would kind of all kind of maybe react the same you know what i mean like this is you know when the one the one the one country that's showing the most aggression china china yeah it's like <laughs> like completely opposite of like every other country china is pissed off if this thing is here they're like not no. They're like they're not gonna have this ship at all. No, it's like we like, we we ain't, we ain't having this shit. It's like it's like we know what happened with Godzilla. We're, or that was actually <laughs> Japan, but still, <laughs> we, we ain't doing that. We, we ain't doing that shit. We watched Independence Day like six times. We ain't doing this shit. <laughs> no, we ain't, I know how this shit ends. Yeah, but basically, yeah, they, and you do feel like the ticking clock there because you know, like the aliens can't stay here forever. They need to figure out why they're here and what they want. Yeah, but and there has to be a reason why they're there. Yeah, so yeah. But even then, like the way like the way Louis explains it, it's more complicated than that. 
Yeah, because, there's more to I, it. Because, I like the thing like, yeah, like we won't ask them a question, but they, we don't even know if they understand what a question is. Yeah, so you have to break it down to like the actual bare minimal of language in general, and it's such a tedious process that we see. It's kind of crazy that. And that's just like shout, you know, props to Denny for coming up with this whole entire, you know, this concept of all that. You know what I mean? Like you think about it. Obviously, it was based on a, on a work, right? Yeah, based on um, a story. And I don't know, and I don't know how elaborate the story was, but just to think of all that, to break it down, like to break the English language down to its simplest form, to t- teach it to somebody who's never, you know, what I mean, to a completely different person, and because with with again, because what words are to us might not be the same to them and it's it's super super very unique though you know what i mean yeah and we see like and again these aliens they don't really they don't really speak the way that the, the way that they speak is they shoot out these like little like ink circles yeah it's like almost yeah like a like a squid ink or something like that but it's like it's like almost like a or like a venom <laughs> it's almost got like venom it's you know venom. <laughs> yeah um and it's but it but they come up with the idea of like logging all the different unique uh symbols to try to like rational you know rationalize that into like meaning and words and what these things mean it's so elaborate it's so like it's so thought-provoking though you know what i mean yeah it really is so yeah but so yeah, like their, their method, communica- method of communication is uh it is these, li- these little like squidding circles yep so but so that, that gives them something to start off of meanwhile meanwhile there's this whole other subplot <laughs> going on in this movie <laughs> Uh, there's this one. There's this one captain who I think, he, yeah, he's played by that guy, like the the fiance from Ready or Not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about. And like his wife is like really paranoid, based on based on you know the fact really paranoid on, on these aliens. And in fact, he's getting paranoid. Yeah. But, so, but yeah, that that comes more in play later. But you know they're trying. Yeah. Like, like this uh, language is a little more co- is. Surprise! It's it's really intricate because it's a circle, but there's also like these little like lines, like little like nuances in in, in the circle you can see, and they yeah. convey meaning, tone, word, size. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of. It's a lot to you know, figure out. Figure out here, but they do have a yeah. grasp on this. You know, you get you have work for like number and write and time. It's crazy, but how meticulous it is, though. You know what I mean? It's so specific yeah. and meticulous. It's it's just it's, it's like it's beautifully crafted. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the way the way they explain it, just like in like the, their language goes from, it's 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 the the, the the circle is basically like a sen- like a sentence, not quite, but it's, you if you yeah. if you examine it, you can pick out words based on like you know line patterns and mm-hmm. line thickness and line I mean, uh, line density. So much Can you imagine it. how long that would take just to just decipher that though? Like just to even one thing. Exactly. No, yeah, it's I, crazy. It, yeah, it it really is crazy. But in, in the way like it's explained, like Im- imagine writing a sentence with both hands yeah. at the same time. You'd have to know what you're going to. You'd have to know where you're going to start the sentence with and end the sentence with as you're writing it. Yeah. Like you'd have to know where it's going. You'd have to know like what, you have to know like every piece of sentence before before you begin. <laughs> Which, 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 which is, is it's crazy. Super crazy. Super crazy. And it does feed into the larger thing of the movie, which we'll, we'll get to. But yeah, yeah. So uh, it's going on, and it's, it's going good. They're they're making some progress, but again, as humans, <laughs> they are people are getting impatient. Yeah, everybody wants the answers, like what's going on, what's going on, and obviously, like we just said, it's not something that you can tomorrow decipher. It's 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 meticulous. There's a reason why. It's so you know what I mean? Yeah. 
we are, at, at the same time, we're also getting flashbacks to them and to uh, Louise and her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Th- throughout throughout the movie, you don't really know why. You feel well, like you, it, you feel like it's kind of like hark, kind of like harken back to you know. It's like gonna, why she got yeah. it, You know, it's important enough that it, they're gonna come back to it eventually. You just don't know how. Yeah. And I also like the like we're talking to Jeremy Renner and, and that because like. Like the, the the science of language is one that's actually quite interesting because the science the science of you know speech and science of you know sound because yeah. they, they, there's been studies that done how you know I, I remember I remember seeing a study about how uh, you know like a playing an inch like playing an inch, like if, if, like playing an inch like a trumpet can open up a part of the brain that makes it easier to learn a foreign language. Well, like the same thing with language. Like if you learn a language, it affects the way you think. Yeah, because you're th- you're more you're structured diff- your brain structured differently to. To, to do that type of obviously that type of work, a line that is also way more important the second time around. <laughs> so yeah, you see it. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah. So they get to they get to the alien. They, get, they basically get to a point where they're able to ask, uh, which they basically ask like why they're here. Yeah, and they and they say they're here to give weapon. Yeah, or use weapon or something like that. Use weapon. Yeah, yeah. Now. Of course, people are panicking. Interpretation. I mean, it's all about interpretation. How you perceive that? Yeah. They, again, like we don't know if they even know what, what what weapon means. Yeah. So, and obviously, China's obviously on the nth level of all of it. You know what I mean? They obviously more retaliatory than other countries. Yeah. So, you know, China being paranoid. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like they, yeah, we don't even know if they know what weapon, what weapon means, and yeah, they know that they need to get to the bottom of this, like quick yeah like now yeah so the the thing is military kind of getting impatient yeah especially that one guy who was talking to his wife because he goes rogue he decides to go in into the ship and plant a bomb which yeah again something that's super crazy like if you don't want these aliens to be retaliatory you don't put a bomb inside hello in their ship no, especially internal. Like that could again. Who knows what type of consequence that could have? The ripple effect that 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 stupid, uh, you know, action could have had. Yeah, but this also this also shows the how reactionary the human the human race can be. It does. It shows how how you know we just yeah. you do it. Oh, we're, we're going to do it back. Like you don't know the reason though. We 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 lack that as a human. As a human race, it's a shitty just as, way. As, as people, it's a shitty way to act for this thing. But yeah, like, like the basic response is if we don't understand something, shoot it or blow it up. And it's sad because it that's sad. not it's 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 not the way. Like we we need to be more, you know what I mean, more uh, laid back, more trying to understand as opposed to retaliatory. It's always retaliatory and not listening and understanding. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but th- the thing is, though, Louise and uh, Ian go up for another session. Yeah, because they because they feel like they need to make more progress because China is they're getting fed like they're still getting fed up. They're about to strike. <laughs> yeah, what's going? Figure out what's going on. And Abbott and Costello, the alien, they named Ab- Abbott and Costello. Uh, they're trying to like Abbott's still, like tapping on the glass, which yeah. something he ha- he's never done. Yeah, he's just like trying to like wow, he's tapping on the glass. What does that mean? He puts his yeah. hand on the glass. <laughs> they, they, they don't know. They, look, they, in all fairness, they don't know the translation for, they don't know the translation for, bitch, turn around yet. Yeah, yeah, it's like behind you, behind you, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but she gets to the glass and she starts, 
she kind of starts trying to like starts like manipulating the ink. Yeah. Which again makes her start flashing back to her daughter, which she d- and she starts making symbols of her own, which is like you you don't really you feel like a connection towards there. Yeah, you know there has to be something. There's something more than meets the eye. There's a reason for all this. It's connected yeah. somehow. But the whole time this bomb is going off, it's t- it's tick it's ticking down. And you know they're not going to get to it in time. No, they're not. You're not. They're not going. They're not nearly going to get it out in time. No, uh-uh. nearly quick enough. But yeah, the bomb goes off, and Abbott, the alien, just pushes them out before they can get caught by the explosion. And because the way gravity on their, on their ship works, there's like kind of like caught in suspension on in the shaft, which is a really cool visual. I like the way they did that. I don't, I don't know how they. I was like zero gravity sequences in movies. Oh no, it's really cool. But you also, this is the first time where you see that they are actually he. It was protecting. Them. Yeah. And like apparently that they're telekinetic, which means like if they wanted to attack us, they would they, they could have. Yeah, there's no like oh w- like we don't have to do this like I come in peace shit. If they wanted to be uh you know barbaric and crazy, they could be barbaric and crazy. We see it, you know, I mean it they, they could do it at ease. But um we this is the first uh sign that we see that you know, they do come in peace. They mean well, uh, obviously when they're trying to protect uh you know, Ian and Louise. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> they, whatever is left in the ship, they kind of learned their lesson because they put, they raised the ship a couple hundred feet. So it was like, yeah, right. they're like, uh, okay, you're not going to be planting <laughs> right. that up there you, anymore. You got us. We, you, you got us once. <laughs> not, a, not again, bitch. Not probing us from this height. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, again, that ticking clock narrow is still there because they, they need to, the, the, now pr- the problem problem is now, they need to figure out why they're here while they can't get to the ship and China is about to not only is China about to attack, but other countries are following their lead. Yeah, like time is like time is against them. There's a lot of impatience, there's a lot of things, and but they, they need to get this together somehow. Yeah. But they do have a they do have at least like a shot of the what they assume is the entire language. Yeah. And and and, and like a database that we see that Luis has like a spread um, would you put words in like what it could possibly mean, like a different variation of what it could possibly mean? Yeah, and a symbol they keep seeing everywhere is the symbol they decipher for time. Yeah. And they don't know what it is. They don't know if it's fashion like travel. They don't know it's, if it's something for a wormhole. But, but definitely some... time is definitely some kind of importance in this. Yeah. Now, here is where we get our first big clue to what is actually happening with these flashbacks. So we get word that... Uh, Louise's daughter in is Louise's daughter's father is a scientist. Hmm. And they're having a conversation, which she's trying to figure <laughs> out the word for. I think it's like for like a like a win win scenario or it's like a lose lose scenario. It's one of the two. Yeah, it's. I think it's. Uh, I, I. Oh man, it's one or the other. I can't think of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's win win or lose lose, but it's, it's something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and you know, trying to figure out what what the word for that is, and there is a word, but she's but uh, she's told she hears uh, Ian say what the word is, and she repeats it to her daughter in that second. Yeah. And so you're just like, wait, what's what's going what's going on here? Like, and you, you try, you're trying to figure it out, but then at the at the time that is happening, there's a pod that drops from the ship that Louise is being called to. Mm-hmm. Basically, but she 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 gets get into the little pod. She's gonna take her back up to the main ship, and she go yeah. and she goes into the room with Costello. Abbott has uh, Abbott died, save saving the two of them. 
Yeah. Uh, so Costello is there. And we see that these aliens, like, like, not only are they big, they are huge. Yeah, they're pretty pretty massive. Yeah. Again, if they wanted to get out and crush us, they would. Yeah, again, something that, you know, obviously if they wanted to do it, they'd have done it. Not, none of this playing around stuff. Yeah. But, like, again, this movie, like, the effects of the movie are incredible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he keeps telling... Like, yeah, so Costello is trying to tell her to use the weapon. Yeah. And the whole reason... And we find out that the reason they're here is because in, in 3,000 years, they're going to need humanity's help. Yeah. And it's like, how, like and she's like, wait, how do, you, how do you know that? How do you know mm-hmm. what's going to happen 3,000 years from now? And that's when everything's been put, being put together. Yeah. The language is the weapon. Yeah, the weapon isn't a weapon like we would jump to conclusions and think, you know, get defensive about. The weapon is the language, yeah. Yeah, and we see that, you know, there's a scene like flashback earlier we are talking about, you know, making a show, Mommy. It was like, like Mommy and Daddy talked talk to aliens. We see yeah. a picture that she drew of her, of a picture of her daughter drew of her. And yeah. what we assume was her dad with a bird, with a birdcage. We see that she yeah. made one of the set deposits out of clay. And that's when you realize... Everything we've seen are not flashbacks; they're flash yeah. forwards. Yeah, they're yeah, they're flash forwards, and, and that's where you realize, wow. Yeah. So what they mean by what they mean by use the weapon? The, the language is the weapon, because mm-hmm. once you start to understand it, once you start to understand it, you see time as they do. And yeah, and it's not yeah. as it's not as long or short as we perceive it. It's a yeah. different, it's yeah, a so, whole different so realm. As, as people, we see time as linear. You know, we see it as a one-way path. Now, the aliens are these are these are like three, like you know, fifth-dimensional beings, where they see time as a circle. They see time all they see all of time happening at once. Yeah, which is why their language is circle. Why circle is so important. So they can see events in the past and the future, basically whenever they want. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's crazy how that all, just that whole entire stuff works together like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we find out that in the future, that the reason her the reason her husband left, which you can kind of infer right now, is Renner. Yeah. Is because she because because she was able to understand language, she was able to see the future. She knew her daughter was going to die. And Renner couldn't take that. And the husband, and understandably, the husband couldn't take it. Yeah, obviously. I mean, like, if somebody would tell you that, like, something would happen to your child, like, you can't take, so you left. You figure the easiest way to do that is to leave. Yeah. So, yeah, just, so, yeah China is about about to attack, but at the same time, she's flashing forward to when this is all done. And, like, she published a book, she's teaching this language in schools, and she's flashing she flashed forward to a dinner, a party she was at. Yeah. In which she meets, and she apparently, in the future, she is friends with a Chinese general. Reason. Yeah, and there's a, a conversation that they had that he goes on and tells her. I think isn't his wife dying or something like that? Yeah, no, her re- dying words. Yeah, he, he's able. He the reason they're friends because he was a, and she was able to stave off the alien invasion or like the yeah. alien the attack on the aliens because he she was able to stop him from doing it because she was able to do one thing no one's ever done. She was able to yeah. change his mind. The way he was he was able to do that. It, he was able to repeat his wife's dying words to him. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, only her, only she would know that in Chinese too. So, like, in Chinese definitely, too. it was it was more specific to that. So, obviously, that was one of this, uh, and that's what obviously makes China not 
go attack mode. Yeah, so this this climax is just a lot of people like talk about how like it doesn't make a lot of sense. It does because again, whole things in a circle and whole things happening at once. Like the, it, there is no cause and effect. There is no. Just, this is all. This is all one big. Line. Yeah. So like no, nothing can happen because of something else. Things just happen because that's the way it's supposed to happen. So yeah. she has the number in the present because she got the number in the future. Yeah. And because she can, she can experience all time at once, there's no change for her. Yeah. So And that stays consistent. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, so she gets his number. She calls him, gives his life dying words. China calls off the attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, we basically... Yeah, the aliens decide to, he- to head off because now the knowledge that the knowledge they need humanity to have is there in Louise. She's going to teach everybody about it. He's like, we've, we've, done, our, we've done our job. And three thousand in three thousand years, you're going to do yours. You're going to help us out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we see her then continue to talk to Jamie Renner, uh, basically building their romance. They can eventually fall in love and have and, ha- and have her child and lose the child, and basically it all goes back to yeah, you know. And the fr- and the first scene of this movie, her the cat's name is Hannah, which is fitting because again, this whole thing is circle. And the first scene of this movie, the first shot of this movie, is also the last shot of this movie. Which is yeah, Hannah and Hannah more. backwards is a palindrome, and it's Hannah is the same forward and backwards. Yeah, and also that loop at the end also is a loop. It's a palindrome. It's exactly the same forward and backwards. No, it is. And also another funny thing, Redder's last name is a palindrome too. So I just want to throw all that little fun, 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 Redder's fun little goodies never, for you. I never noticed that Redder's last name is a palindrome. So yeah, weird. so I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, some stuff I kind of just did a little research on for the, for the show. But yeah, definitely, definitely a lot. Again, thought provoking. Really, just there's just so much to unpack. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's unpack it again. A lot of meaning of this is you know language as a whole. You know how language mm-hmm. defines how communication, how languages are from communication, how that defines us in general. Again, yeah. Time is a good time is a good uh, theme theme in this film. You know, just like the perception of time. You know what yeah. you would do if you had all time in front of you at once. You all see this yeah. in a lot of like depiction of like language of of cinema, because you know yeah. you're putting you put your trust in to tell a linear narrative. So when someone does something at you, it kind of changes the way you think about something. You also see like like talking to aliens is a way of them trying to find like you know thinking about like a microcosm of like audience trying to find meaning in movies. How the first time they see the aliens, it is behind a screen that looks yeah. maybe like a movie screen. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of the vibe I got when I first saw it. I thought like movie screen. Um, yeah, it just it is a super lot to unpack, and it it, de- it definitely a film that you have to requires multiple viewings. I think to, you'll get something out of it each time. I think. Yeah. But I also do love the final, like the, her deciding to go through with having Hannah because, you know, it, 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 it's kind of the thing where like, you know, you like even though you know when something's gonna end badly, you still want to go because of all the good times you're going. You know, you're going to have. Well, because she knows the 12 years that she was on Earth, how she felt, and the memories that she made with her daughter. So I think that outweighs the, the, the fact of never having her. Experience her for 12 years while you can, as opposed to never having her. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting to go through. But she, she ultimately decides to go through with it. She decides to take, even though it's going to break her heart in the end, she decides to go through and just has to have this kid. Yeah, because because of the fact that the twelve years outweighed the the obviously the demise, obviously the ending of you know her having cancer and dying at the age of twelve, but the twelve years that she was on Earth, how the all those memories that she made in that in that short time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Russell, uh, what do you think about Arrival? Really, a fantastic film. Honestly, um, 
Definitely a thought-provoking film. Definitely coming back to it. Uh, obviously, you and I both having seen this post, you know, its release in, in the theater. I think that for the second time, I've only seen this, but like, damn, you know what I mean? It's it's super. It's it's one of its most thought-provoking for sure um, films, um, and it's something that does stay with you. Um, I, I do like this film a lot. I think this is a. It's beautiful. Like how we said, the cinematography is beautiful. I think the cinematographer obviously was um, completely influenced by Deacon because you can tell that his shots look exactly how Deacon would shoot a film. You can tell he obviously Deacon was pretty positive, you know, influence in his way of shooting film. You know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? Um, just a beautiful film and, and fantastic performances from Amy Adams. This may be one of her best performances to never get nominated. It's a damn yeah. shame. No, she absolutely should be nominated. I, I For go sure. back. I go like as of what we've seen so far. I go back and forth as to what I like more between this and Prisoners. And I'm gonna go with you on that one. I know at the beginning I said Prisoners. Um, I think the more and more kind of what, what you you know what you're saying you know at the beginning I was like oh I ruined the rankings. But honestly, um, it's between Prisoners and this for sure. It's, Sicario I, definitely right, yeah. uh, below these two films. These two films are fantastic films. You know, Scar- but this, I mean, Scar- they're, they're, they're three great. fantastic films. Let's not take it away. But, yeah, no, but I, this, I, is, I, this is this is uh, this is a. Sh- but I like the fact that coming back to this, you, like this is a film where you watch it and you get something more out of it. And I and I, and I like that. It has almost that Kubrickian type feel to it. You know what I mean? When you when you come back and watch it, you get something else out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I I, I really love this. The first time I saw it, I, I, I still love it. I think the film was excellent. It was it was my it, top three the year it came out. Absolutely holds up. I mean, obviously it's not that old. It holds up perfectly. Um, this is a film that's going to hold up for sure. Oh, absolutely. I, I I do think like it's gonna be it's gonna go the route of like two thousand one Space Odyssey. Absolutely, or, modern day two thousand one. Or yeah, there's like some of these other like, classic sci-fi films in which this is gonna be absolutely it's gonna, be one, it's gonna be one we're talking about for years and years to come. Um, and I think that's only gonna happen with more time passing. But I do think again, pass you know the passing of time. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those. It's it's always gonna be talked about in the sci-fi world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think some of this is excellent. I I adore it. Uh, and yeah, I, I it's it's so hard between prisoners and and this one, but uh, it is because because they, they they both present something completely different. Like this, yeah. I, like they're two different worlds. We'll do a whole ranking when we when we finish it. Uh, when we for sure, the there's one. just so much you can go to, and I'm, we'll obviously unpack that after the fourth film. But there's just there's too much to. To, with rankings like i know i think we're on the same page with arrival and um obviously prisoners and then i think we could drop down uh sicario but yeah there's just so much to unpack with this film but yeah uh so yeah that's gonna do it for us here i also want to go up before we head up yeah notorious by chance the facebook group uh we hit 450 which is great i invited more people so glad we all you guys could accept it but yeah 450 group uh, in the group. Uh, yeah, so join that. That's where we're obviously going to put polls up after we finish Blade Runner 2049. Also join us on uh, YouTube. Uh, Notorious by Chances, the YouTube channel. We will be putting more uh, content up there um, as you know these bigger hits come out. But uh, yeah, you can find us there. If I'm on Twitter, give me a chance. Wars underscore 91. Check out... Uh Check out uh, the Movie Showdown where I compete. And if you're in the New York area on October 8th, there's still tickets out. If you want to come see me play for the title, it's going to be great. Gonna be Brooklyn, the Roulette, the Roulette Intermediate Theater is going to be a really, really great time. And, yeah, that's going to do it for us here. And tune in next week where we finish off our Denis, our Denis deep dive with Blade Runner 2049, which is going to be a really, really great discussion. For uh, can't, sure. Can't wait, for you to, can't wait for you to be there for that. Until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.